Thanks so much for downloading the Have A Word podcast. We really appreciate it. This is the public episode. goes out every Monday. Did you know we do an extra episode? comes out every Wednesday. It's the Patreon exclusive. So to become a patron, to essentially subscribe to the podcast, you can do it from as little as £3 a month. Once you signed up, you will get the early release of the public episode. At least 24 hours early, you'll get to watch it in video form. You can also get discounts on merch, discounts on future live shows. There's loads of extra little weird stuff we put on there. But the big one is the extra episode every week in video and audio form it's like an hour and a half long recently and it's some of our favorite podcasting it's sponsor free we don't have adverts on it it's just me and adam really letting it loose because it's just for the patrons it doesn't go out on the normal internet and honestly we've looked around at what other comedians and other podcasts are putting out on their patreon this is one of the best deals in a patreon game for the equivalent of basically buying me or adam a pint to say thanks for the pod you get all of this shit sign up at patreon Patreon.com slash have a word pod. Really appreciate it. Now, I'm getting the word nuts. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. Who the fuck is that guy? Have you never seen me before? When she picked up every time she started to talk, give her the dick. Disgusting! She'll be like, hello. What? Oh, what, what, what I'm doing? This when you get it. What I'm doing? So nothing. Coming to you from the soon-to-be world-famous Habawad Studios, hidden away in the scenic hills of sunny Rancon, England. These are the funniest leads in the podcast game. Adam Rowe, Dan Nightingale, and Sensei Carl, with full HD video episodes on YouTube. Cha! Upset me! Don't be a rat. Download, subscribe, and tell a friend. It's the one and only Habawad. <laughs> Let's make some memories. Do you ever worry that you're on like a Truman Show type thing? Um, I don't think that I don't think the numbers would be good. My life has got pretty boring. Ten, fifteen years ago, I'd have done some fucking ratings. Yeah, but like the inanity of human existence is addictive, isn't it? Inanity. Oh. I got the fucking linguist with a fucking come on oh. over there. Come on, like come on, come on. <laughs> now, have, you ever, have you ever like been? Have you ever had that thought? Have you ever been like? Out and about looking for cameras, isn't that? Yeah, I think it's a it's a naturally narcissistic thought, that isn't it? To be like, maybe I'm the star of the show. No, but like, have you ever been like on your way home and you've got like an episode of Friends stuck in your head and you get in and that's the one that's on E4 and you're like, there's something going on here. I don't see it in a positive way either. <laughs> of all the fucking weird conspiracy <laughs> proof of a Truman show, like I was thinking about Friends. I do that sometimes. I'm thinking about porn and then I get home and I watch porn. I'm like, it's weird. <laughs> Weird. No, but if you were thinking of a specific porn star and you got in and she was having a cup of tea in your kitchen, wouldn't you find that weird? Oh, I don't want specific porn stars. I want someone's wife that's been fucking, you know. Yeah, you like the amateur stuff. Oh, I do. I like, what are we doing here, Brian? Yes, I love that. I love it. Bad fucking production quality and a look of regret. I fucking love that. Like, I think I've made a mistake. I love it. It's so fun. 
quality. For, for a long time, I was worried that I was on a Truman Show type thing, and something happened this morning with it him, and he's me. now convinced he's on the Truman no, 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 Show, and I that means you were in on it. I always have. I think we've turned our life into the Truman Show. <laughs> I really want to hear why you think you're on the Truman Show. Well, I don't think I'm on the Truman Show, but he thinks he is. I used to, because we'd just be like, like things would just happen. Me and Carl, right, for ages, right, <laughs> <laughs> when we were on a night out, we'd do Kevin Nolan's celebration <laughs> as a dance. Right. So, do you you know those. Kevin Nolan, former Bolton and West Ham player? Oh, yeah. Girls love a Kevin so Nolan do, reference do, on the dance do, floor. Do, do, the Kevin the Nolan. Nolan. Do, 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 right? Is he Scouse? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Then one night... we were blue? In, no. No, he's a Liverpool fan, but um, one night we were on a night out and there's a bar in Liverpool called Coco. Cheap as fuck it was. It was 25p for a vodka Red Bull. Shit vodka. But still, quad vod for a quid. Two, two quad just, vods like that for two quid. Two quad vods. What the fuck? There's a drink that shouldn't be sold in Liverpool. Fucking quadvod. <laughs> what? What's a quadvod? A quadvod in. So the original quad- quadvod is in Slaters on Slater Street. So they give you two glasses. The of, original. Uh, the two, original. Two double glasses of vodka, and a blue smear, a blue WKD yeah. as your mixer. Right. So it's essentially got five shots of vodka. And, and, ha- and how much is that? A fiver. Right. Right. So you get fucked and then go out and spend nothing. Right, yeah, you'd yeah, start yeah. in there you'd spend 15 quid have, have three of them and then you'd out for the night then. We, had, we had something at uni called a Skittles bomb oh yeah which was just Quantro. fucking everything no a Skittle bomb is like Jaeger bomb but it's with Quantro instead of Jaegermeister you talk onto two bartenders here lad Quantro and Red Bull no then I don't mean the Skittle bomb I just mean I think it was called Skittles uh, it was just this is 20 years ago it was before the bomb back was invented. Back in the day, na, 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 na. we used to work all the way up to Northumbria Union. <laughs> it was because uh, Friday night was Newcastle Uni, Saturday night was Northumbria. It was a, a pint of Skittles, and they just put every shot in it, and then put a bit of lemonade in. And that I think that was a either a fiver or a tenner, which in twenty years ago was like a lot of drinking money, and you were fucked up for the whole night. Yeah, sorry. Go I can't on. remember what we were talking about. Kevin Nolan. Oh, Kevin yeah. Nolan. So, <laughs> Coco's. We you're were back. in Coco. Monday night Coco. It's Twi- me that's all over the show. God. In the corner of the room was after Liverpool squad. Dirk Cout was there. Andy Carroll was there. Um, of course he fucking was. Yeah. Well, big, the reason Kevin Nolan was there big Andy was Kevin was Nolan turned up. Because, right, Andy Carroll, Andy Carroll was on tag, right? And he wasn't allowed to be on a nice house if Kevin Nolan wasn't present. So, Kevin Nolan. <laughs> right. What? <laughs> That's what the judge said. Yeah. <laughs> what well, Kevin Nolan got to do with Andy he, Carroll? He was like his Andy Carroll. It was like his baby sister. He'd nominated Kevin Nolan as next to kin. <laughs> How fucked up is your life? How fucked up is your life when you're a Premier League footballer? You're on a fucking curfew tag. That's one. And then your next of kin is not your wife or your girlfriend or any member of your family. It's a Premier League footballer who doesn't even play for the team you fucking play for. But this is why we were convinced we're on the Truman Show because we seen Andy Carroll over there and Dave Carlton that, and we were like, lad, imagine if Kevin Nolan turns up and ten minutes later Kevin Nolan walked no, in. No, the DJ went, oh look, who's just come into the building? It's Kevin Nolan, and we. Lost our Fuck. shit. Yeah. Can I just say, that's the least cool DJ I've ever heard of. Just like, <laughs> okay, and this one's still hang on a minute. Kevin Nolan's here. <laughs> what a fucking ballad. Yeah, we were doing the Kevin Nolan, and Kevin Nolan coming. We like, woo! Did you Truman manage? Show. Were they in a VIP area? No, and they, uh, their kite took about five or six girls to the toilet that night. <laughs> like, allegedly. 
unlucky five or six girls. Legendary. Which which Liverpool player do you want to bang about 2009, 2010? Not Dirk Coit, I fucking tell you Are that. Are you fucking having a laugh? I'd, I would suck Whoa. Dirk Coit's dick Daddy, off its like hinges. A fish. What? Like a fish with a wig on. Mate, I love that guy. Tenacious player. Great penalty taker. A fucking worker. You wouldn't... If you had to have a gay tryst with a 2000s, early noughties, early teenies, whatever we call in that decade, this decade, what... You wouldn't pick Dirk fucking cow, you would, would you? He was fucking ripped. He was long, sloth from the goonies. blonde hair. He's ugly as fuck, what, what? mate. Titi Kamara, surely. His name's Tit. Titi Kamara. <laughs> yeah. Who would I bang from? Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. What are you talking about? El Nino? I know, man. Little Fernando Torres talking about strawberry blonde hair. Yeah, but it's <gasps> like Torres when... Torres was... Oh, it was gorgeous. Yeah, the, the fancy, it's the same reason you watch um, amateur porn. It's because the fancy of Fernando Torres, he's, he's out of reach, whereas Dirk Kout seems like gettable. I honestly, I'm going to say this right now. I don't think on a night out 10 years ago, and I, I looked good back then, I could fuck Fernando Torres, but Dirk Kout is so ugly, I think he'd fuck me. He's not ugly, is he? He is. Yes. No. Do you know who mine is? If yeah, going for he's that. handsome. If we're going for footballers. Mate, if he played for Everton... You would honestly think he'd fucking tripped up out of like the Chernobyl. Nah, he's a big game player and that's ugly, attractive. I'm not necessarily cunt. attracted to his physical features, it's his aura. <laughs> I, I can't go further with this story. Now I feel like I'm in the Truman Show. <laughs> are you basically saying the bigger game player you are, the more you'd fuck him? Yeah. Drogba right. has fit. Drop. Fit right. As fuck. Oh, you wouldn't want to bang Drogba, you'd come out of that badly. Right. He's a big lad, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I'd, I'd oh, pick hey, Benito hey. Carboni, I'd go for. Benito Carboni, that little Italian rem boy. What, in his Bradford days or yeah. Sheffield Wednesday? Sheffield days. Mate, I reckon Paolo de fucking Canio. Paolo got... de fucking Canio. Canio, mate. If he's he, like, come on, Dan, we're going to do fucking bicycle kicks and beak. I'd love it. What a great night, that fucking volleys. He's a fascist fuck... as well, isn't he? What? Paolo de Canio's a fascist. No, I think Lazio fan is a better description. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, <laughs> innit? They're yeah. all fucking, you know, ultras is a nice way of saying fucking Mussolini fans. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're in the curve of sued. <laughs> anyway, the point that, is... That's the family standing Lazio like... <laughs> the point oh, is, we've seen Tinhead from Brookside an hour ago. <laughs> no, let me tell the story. And so... <laughs> you just fucking dropped a bomb there. You need the fucking pretext. It, it's me being mental in it. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm fucking hyped. I'm loving no. it. Go on. So la last night I got it. I was in. I was doing some work yesterday. Uh, went home, and someone mentioned Jimmy Corkill on on Twitter. Right. I was like, I haven't watched Brookside for years. So I went on YouTube. Oh shit. I went down a Brookside hole, just watching. <laughs> I just watched like, It's one of the shittest holes On fucking YouTube <laughs> Oh mate It's a nightmare I was in a Brookside hole It's great Because you see all the old shit That you've never seen Like yeah. Oh my god Remember him Remember him lesbian kiss On British TV Yeah So I'm, I watched about two hours Of Brookie on my phone Did you ever wank to it? We had about five Yeah Answer the fucking question <laughs> <laughs> So I'm in this Brookie hole And don't know of it And then We went to Tesco before And Tinhead was just Stood in front of me Tinhead from Brookside was just there. Now you tell me and it that we're me, not being monitored. It done me fucking head in. It did my head in. You honestly think there's a there is a global pandemic killing fucking millions. The economy's gone to 
shit and you're like I think we're being watched because some cunt from fucking Brookie was in a Liverpool supermarket explain it Brookside that was filmed in Liverpool and now a cast member who was from and lives in Liverpool was in a fucking supermarket with us in Liverpool I mean it's coincidence but I don't think it's you know it's more than coincidence I when was the last Bro- time you watched Brookie no, probably the lesbian kiss. Right, he watched it last it night, and then they've just sent Tinhead in onto set. Fucking nonsense! You're see, there's conspiracy theorists, and then there's normal people like me, and then there's fucking idiots like you on the other side. Yeah, you're the normal. You're in the middle. What did you used to watch, Dan? What's like the sixties soaps? <laughs> Dixon of Dot Green. Imagine you watched that on YouTube, and then he just knocked on your door. Yeah, he's been dead a, a while. I would imagine. Um, I get, I get what you mean. It is, it's Freaky Friday, isn't it? When was the first incident? Oh, it happens all the time. The Kevin no, Nolan thing. Yeah, when was Kevin? 2011. No, that's not the first yeah. one. No, it's Every nine years, <laughs> one of these weird things happen. No, it I don't know how you can ignore it anymore. Have you ever, like, thought <laughs> of a friend? Fucking yeah. mental, Have it? you ever, like, thought of a friend you haven't seen for ages? And they play seen? the long game, don't <laughs> Well, what about if we do it every five years, lads? These are taking... They're not taking that long to set up. Bro, wait, nine. Yeah, but I want to go again. I want to freak Adam and Dan out, you know, because they're the focus of this fucking 1984-style show. When are we doing it again? 2029! Come on, Phil. You know the plan. You know the schedule. How'd you explain it? Have you never thought of a friend and then the next day you're seeing them in the bus stop or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's specious reasoning, isn't it? But I like it. I think it's the Truman Show with Brookside involved. It's it's basically you're finding the evidence and then tracking backwards. Your, but your, I love it. Your argument is that that's not happening. Like if there's an Illuminati, they're already too busy with the pandemic and that. But if there's an Illuminati and they're sending Tinhead in to fuck with us, <laughs> then there's no pandemic, is there? I still don't know anyone who's died from it. So maybe that's so no. So no one's dead. Okay, that's a fucking. That's Tinhead. All tin-head I know man. is no one I know has died yeah. and Tinhead was in West Arby Village. Adam, and that's you, all I know. Are you trying to tell me this Tory government would lie to us? <laughs> the Tory government's <laughs> actors. <laughs> oh, before we go on to them shower of cunts, um, I'd love the, the idea of the Illuminati. Whoever's running the Illuminati, like, <laughs> ring a former cast member from Brookside. Like, I'd love that. But what you're forgetting yeah, is... Yeah, Tinhead on fucking speed dial. If, right... Well, he's not doing anything else these days, is he? If. <laughs> just, just just doing a bit of cashing in for the Illuminati. He's <laughs> 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 not doing nothing else. He, was, he used to be a painter and decorator, but, you know, cashing in now for the Illums. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> If if we're right and we're on some sort of Truman Show type thing, I'm disappointed at the download numbers. <laughs> we're the focus on a Truman Show, and we're, and we're like we're doing great numbers do on YouTube know? and download. How do we but... know that you're not in on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's true. And if there is a Truman type show, then Boris Johnson's not even real. He's just a fucking actor. Oh, honestly, if that's the case. I can't wait for the curtain call because I'm giving them a fucking round of applause when Boris is like, actually, I'm a trained actor. I'll be like, brilliant, mate, because you played a cunt so fucking well. What's he doing? He's doing repeat farts. No, I'm not farting. He's catching your ass. Sort of. My undies are up my ass. Okay. <laughs> do you want to go and re- do you want to rearrange them or something? 
You all right? Done. Oh, nice. Wow, that last one. <sighs> so yeah, you know, like I people can make the peck dance. I can do it with my asshole. I honestly would love the CCTV of you and Coco's circa 2011 <laughs> when Kevin Nolan came in and just watching you two fucking lids get really excited. Like, <laughs> Kevin, we lost, we lost oh, our meet. I was about to tell a story. <laughs> we lost our meeting there once. So we, we went on a night out to Coco. This was a different night, right? So we would start in there. Is it bar or club? It was a club. So we'd start in there. Me, Carl, and our one of our mates from school, Steve, um, and we went in and we got a jug each with sixteen shots of vodka in. Like it was twenty one percent vodka, in, like vodka. It was a bit shit, but still sixteen shots of it in a jug, and we got one each. <laughs> no, I know you. Yeah, you get fucked up. <clears throat> like it's that's ten that's Tenerife vodka, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Smirnoff on the shelf, dog shit under the <laughs> counter. <laughs> exactly. Well, actually, Smirnoff isn't actually vodka. It's a schnapps. It's thirty seven point five percent, whereas vodka's forty percent. Shut up, you big drinks nonce. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. This is a schnapps. Um, Smirnoff is a schnapps. It is, yeah. Behave. So we went on a night out. Right, with our mate Steve. Steve. There's a lot of Steves in Liverpool. Shout out to the 27 Steves listening right now. <laughs> so we had uh, a jug each, and there's a photo, There's two photos from this night. The first one is all three of us, <laughs> right, in Coco at like nine o'clock at night on a keyring, yeah, on a keyring, right. And then uh, we don't really know what happened because obviously we're all hammered. We all had 16 shots of vodka. It's like having eight shots of vodka in it because it's half the percentage. Yeah, it's still. It's still a fucking lot in it within the space of like half an hour and then we didn't stop drinking after that we carried on we were out till about 6 in the morning but from 10 10.30 we'd lost Stee like Stee just went missing yeah right? man down AWOL we didn't see him again all night at all we spoke to him the next day and he's like lad I don't know what happened I, I lost yous I've checked my bank. I took 30 quid out the cash point six times at different intervals. So he took 180 quid. He'd, he'd brought money out with him as well. We used to take about 100 quid each out on these nights out. So He must have been robbed. He, he, someone's took him to a cash point. He was hammered. But there was two key rings from that night. The first one is in Coco, me, Carl and Steve. The second one is from Envy <laughs> from about half four in the morning. And it's me and Carl. Like this, I'll have. Like, I've got it. I'll put. It, I'll try. I'll try. You'll have to slide it. it in here. It's me and Carl like this at our four in the morning, and in the background <laughs> is Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking. Now that that makes me think there's an Illuminati running the keyring game in Liverpool. He's just haunting the picture. It's oh, mad. that's oh, so at the fucking weird. Could you imagine if Steve had never been found and he was like, there was a missing persons out for him? That's what he'd do. And you literally had to give your pissed up keyring from Envy at 4 a.m. as evidence. Like, have you got any? Um, have you got any pictures of Steve? Yeah, yeah. I've got this Didn't one. You send Get me it off his keys. I did, yeah. Amazing. Go on our conversation and send me it again. And I'll show him it now. But yeah. So he's just floating in the background, and we. we so he, you were, you missed each other for six hours, but you were basically in and around each other. Yeah, but he he like on this picture, I'm pretty sure he's like looking, he knows we're there, but we just don't know he's there. So it's like he's got so hammered, lost us, and then followed us and haunted the evening. I, can I can I say that's a massive difference between boozy club nights out and drug club nights out, because you're still off your head, but when it's booze. You're sort of happy, oblivious, and you're lost. <laughs> you can't really remember anything. When you're on like pills and you're dancing and you're off your head on ecstasy, you still get lost. 
but you're hyper aware that you're lost. You're constantly trying to find your mates and you remember every fucking minute of it. So you could lose your mates for five hours and do the fucking Stephen Envy bit. <laughs> but by then, you've literally made 430 friends around the club. Like, yeah, amazing. We'll never forget each other. I wish I could show the viewers. It's such a different style of night the out. His- the history of our pictures in text. I fucking really <laughs> glad you, you can't. Yeah. I just sent now, yeah. You have to up your brightness. He's just on the right. Are we going to pop this on the video? Yeah. Yeah. There's me and Carl in envy. Yeah. That's Steve. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> that's so weird. Can I just say? <laughs> Adam, you don't look that different. Carl, you look like the boy in the striped pajamas. <laughs> jo- I'm not joking. Check the fucking YouTube. If you only listen on audio, we'll retweet this with today's with yeah. today's episode. Carl, you look like such a nice young Jewish boy. Don't yeah, I've, I've, it's I've got no beard. See, I used like to call a, him You look like a young time. Woody Allen. Do you not think I look different? Everyone says I look so different you now. Look exactly the same. Really? No, if you, yeah. I mean, you don't look that di- Your hair's not like... You don't look that different. You See, went through a period of looking worse than that, but you've come back <laughs> round. <laughs> Take the compliment. I wish I looked like I did at 20. Look at the state of that shirt, though. Oh, the old fucking white shirt. What could go wrong? Carl's got a cardigan on. I look fucking sexy as well. The fucking Steve's Luminati. just haunting the picture. <laughs> oh, it's just weird. You wiped your ass with that shit. I did, yeah. Guys. He did. He wiped his bottom with that shit. What? So, it must have been that nice as well. Look, yeah. there's no comedy and you just went, yeah. yeah. So, that nice. Couldn't right, get it out. The next day. Had to throw it away. My dad woke me up and was like, you were a disgrace last night. I had shit all over the bathroom. Oh, no. Right? I've heard about this night <laughs> on a previous episode. This is different, right? Oh, of course. And I sliced up corned beef and hid it all around the house. And you I got a tin of corned beef. I opened it. I'd put pillows in the back garden. And for like a week, we just kept finding slices of corned beef. I'd gone around the house. I'd sliced up a tin of corned beef. And I'd just put <laughs> the slices in different rooms in the house, drunk. And I don't know why. Yeah, tell me story about the shit. Oh yeah, I shit all over the bathroom and then there was no toilet roll so I wiped my ass with my shirt. Lovely. Can you, someone put that on a poster? I think we've got a new bit of merch. <laughs> I'll slide that picture in. <laughs> Why would you have that picture, Carl? I know, you're, I know you're best mates but that's a picture you might want to delete, mate. How many pictures I've got of him on the toilet? He's got so many pictures of me having a poo. There's one in Edinburgh, in Edinburgh yeah. and I, I've got no pants on. Like, I'm not around my ankles. I've got no pants on. I've just got this weird tie-dye blue shirt on. <laughs> and he booted the bathroom I, door I open. plop with no trousers and no underpants <laughs> on. He booted the bathroom door open <laughs> and then stepped back to take a photo. And I'm just hammering and I'm like... He's got so many photos of me. Oh. Like, you know, you know how, like, there's a mutual hatred here? Like, I love him. Proper yeah, yeah, bromance yeah. brother shit. Like yeah. genuinely. It is it is quite it is quite sibling esque to you two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It we spend we've spent so I've spent more time with him over the past decade than I have with our Jack. Definitely. Yeah. It's just you know It shows sometimes. You snap at each other more than I'm like I'm like, Oh, is everyone alright? You're like, Yeah, of course we are, you fucking nuts. I'm like well, Do you know what was really funny? There's a lad called Tom Evans who's recently left hot water. He's working on the bar. And I think like he listens to this as well. I think Tom would have loved to have worked here at some point, right? I think he wanted to sort of like he listened to the pod and he was like, I'd love to be like your Jamie. I think he messaged me that at one point, you know, like Rogan's Jamie. 
And he made a comment when we first had Carly. He was like, oh, yeah, you're old mates, but, you know, what are you going to do when you have your first spat? And I was like, well, it'll have to be... I'll have to go back four days. Because we, we... We've hate... Like, when we play footy together, we've... Ne- How many times have we nearly had an actual fight of footy? 10, 15. And then the second that the match is over, we just walk home together and it's hard. You leave it on the pitch. Are you like this with loads of other people? No. no I think got- you're the common denominator here, Ad. <laughs> I've got close You're friends. the rat one. I think I can't you- be the common denominator. There's only one fraction. I've got close friendships with other people, but like he's the the shit that I do with Adam. If it did other people, it'd be like, whoa. What are you yes, yeah, that's true. Whereas I can call his nana slag, and he like, doesn't even notice. Let's not start that again. <laughs> that fucking. Bent I am his head, didn't still it? in shock about that. That you'd even talk about. By the way, shout out to Saz and Steve Green, who are fans of comedy in general. They come to every tour show I ever do in the Northeast. They literally came last year. I did two Northeast previews of my tour show. They came to both, and I did a tour show in Stockton on Tees and another tour show in South Shields, and they were at them. So they seen my last tour show four times, and they also see me at comedy club appearances. And they're big supporters of the podcast. They're patrons, and they I love them. They, they sent me and Dan a message on Facebook and they did the maths and figured out how many miles of cock Dan's nan. No! <laughs> no, we're not doing it. How did you know how many times? No! <laughs> how many miles? Unbelievable. She was an angel. We're not Nana, doing if it. you can hear me. Oh, I, don't, I don't need your bullshit maths. No, look, right, much, so... Much respect to... Just watching the latest podcast. If oh. Dan's nan had 76 years of bouncing on the pink pogo and then you multiplied every bounce by the length of Grandad's knob, how many miles of cock would she have? a fucking superstar. Would she be a low mileage or would she be a banger? There's a question that won't be on next year's GCSE paper. We've done the match. We reckon it's about 190 miles of six-inch cock. Because that's six-inch cock times 500 thrusts per session. Take the conservative average of one session a week plus an hour session on Grandad's birthday for 72 (laughs) years. That comes to 12,084,000 inches, which is just over 190 miles. Can he go in for an angel? Ooh! 190 miles of pink pogo from Nana Nightingale. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck's sake. Where's 190 miles away? Where they live, ironically, in the northeast. 190 miles is like the Midlands, isn't it? So someone could shout. No, you fucking bell end. I was at London. Doesn't matter. Your nan got bummed all the way to London. <laughs> Not as much as yours. Yours was a proper slag. Yeah, she was. <laughs> it genuinely hurts him, doesn't it? I hate it. For both of them. But anyway, yeah, Tinhead from Brookie was in West Arby Village. Yeah. I can't do it. You can't do what? I can't have it. You can't what? 190 miles of disrespect that was I didn't say it it's the listeners I wish this was the fucking Truman Show I need an edit what's he eating he's got a chocolate yoghurt he's got a chocolate mousse no it's a um, Danny McButtons add yoghurt your nan's a chocolate mousse <laughs> <laughs> she was black so that's was really, she yeah fuck off really offensive oh well yeah. why have you not got any of it in you <laughs> she talking all oh <laughs> Good fucking God. <laughs> what about your great-grandma? You haven't thought about her? Yeah, she was a right trollop. <laughs> <laughs> Loved her fucking dick, mate. But her daughter was an angel. 
Uh, can we just give some shouts out to Andy Burnham, please, for being a fucking northern <laughs> ledge? Andy Burnham, he looks as well. He looks like um, he looks like your dad. What's the guy in the Dark Knight? Batman. No. The oh, one. It, it, the one who get Jim Gordon gets his job is the mayor. Yeah, the mayor. Yeah, yeah he looks like him, doesn't he? A little bit. He's black. No, no, no. no I know who you mean. I you know, know what I mean? mean? He yeah. looks a bit like him. Oh, it's not really the most important thing going at the moment, though, is it? <laughs> who Andy Burnham looks like? I've got like I've I've been a fan of Andy Burnham for a while. The the thing that like sort of what I love about the video that he put out last night. We'll get onto that in a minute, but. A few years ago, at um, one of the big Hillsborough anniversaries, he was there to give a speech on behalf of the government, essentially on behalf of Parliament. And uh, he he said something along the lines of, "You know, these uh, these the the ninety six people will never be forgotten." And there was just one voice, and I love when just one person can one person's action can make such a big difference. One voice just said, "We want justice." We don't care we'll obviously remember them we want justice and the crowd erupts and then there's 12,000 people on the cop or whatever it holds and 12,000 people are shouting and singing justice for the 96 and you can just see the emotion in his face he's being hit by this wall of passion noise and defiance and he can't really handle it and then he tries to carry on with a speech but he can't and then you just see him look up at this crowd and he just goes, okay. And it was that moment that led him to go back to Parliament and go, look, that we need, to, just giving these speeches is not enough. We need to have another inquiry. And that's when, you know, unfortunately the court cases didn't go the way that the, the 96 families, the 96's families wanted it to. Um, but it got another level of inquiry from the government. And Andy Burnham did that because of what he felt that day and if you watch the video just search Andy Burnham Hillsborough on YouTube it's it's quite a powerful and special moment and I love stuff like that there's another one that I always think of when there was the terrorist attack in Manchester and they had like a vigil in the city centre and just one person started singing Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis just one person and then the whole crowd starts singing it and then that became sort of the official song of that and Although obviously there's a meaning to that song away from the Manchester attacks that that don't look back in anger, just that lyric alone is such a powerful sort of message about you know terrorism. And if you if you're not a patron of this podcast, um, if you if you'd like to be, obviously you can you've seen all the adverts. Sign up at Patreon.com/slash/HaveAwayPod. The last Patreon episode, and I won't go into any more details than this. We actually spoke about terrorism quite a lot and sort of how people interpret it. That don't look back in anger thing is so powerful because it's, you know, don't 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 let this fuel hate of an entire population of people and an entire um, demographic of people. And I really like that. But Andy Burnham last night, that speech, I put it on Twitter. He doesn't sound like a politician. He sounds like a pissed off man. It's- he sounds like a, a resident. Of the region that's being talked about. Yeah. Just talking in a... Like, being honest about how... 
how scared he is and how frustrated he is and how he feels like it's unjust. He's not doing the, I'm trying to get re-elected. I'm trying to get a higher position in government. He looks like a pissed-off resident of Manchester talking about the injustice that is is being handed down to this whole region. I fucking loved it. It's fantastic. It's so defiant and honest. Like, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. What I hate more than anything about politicians is the way they speak and the way they answer questions and the way they talk to journalists. It's all so pre-prepared and it's it's designed to dodge questions and colleges like fucking Eaton train them to do it. That's why they all end up as politicians because they they go into interviews with like, this is what I'm going to say. And like if, they, if their brief is to talk about the fucking colour of their shoes it doesn't matter what they get asked their whole training is no I'll just get it back to talking about my shoes so they go oh what do you think about the fact the leisure centre's closed well that's all very important but you know at, at the moment what we're focusing on is the fact that I have orange shoes on and that, that's all that matters I can't be wearing any blue ones and that's all I'm here to talk about imagine today. if a Tory MP actually went mental enough to be like I'm wearing orange shoes. I reckon we're about six weeks away from that fucking happening. Yeah. But Burnham, that speech last night. I I know these are important questions, but have you seen this? (laughs) 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 He's amazing, these Tory MPs. What? My thumb. Can you imagine going to a job interview and answering questions the way a Tory politician does? So what will you bring to the role? Well, you know, uh, my dad is a very important man and I really like Jaffa Cakes. Yeah, but what are you going to bring to the role? Well, the thing is with Jaffa Cakes, they, are they a cake or are they a biscuit? And mm. that is the question that we're going to be looking into over yeah, the next yeah. few weeks. What do you think, uh, wh- why do you think we should employ you? The question isn't, why should you employ me? The question is more about education and also the chances we're giving young children and the opportunities. Nothing's being answered. Yeah. It's all just fucking fluff and decoy but Burnham last night just looked like he just he's at the end of his tether and he's done and the fact that the government are communicating with journalists before they are local leaders and he's just done with it it's so what's happening in the other regions Manchester has defiantly said we're not going into tier 3 because you're not offering any financial support you don't know that this is going to work you're keeping schools and this is the same thing we said a week ago don't fucking shut businesses because you don't even know the science behind the shutting businesses so, so why, what's happening in the other regions where they're like, yeah, well, Liverpool's what else led can by we an do? absolute fucking gobshite in Joe Anderson. Um, like, he's, he's a figure of ridicule in Liverpool, Joe Anderson. He's known as Chippy Tits. <laughs> I, it can't be easy being the mayor of Liverpool because Scousers, you know, they're going to come up with nicknames, aren't they? Do you know he rang the police but because chi- of a transfer? Chippy Tits is, is full yeah, on, isn't he's, it? He's fat. Chippy tits. There's a picture that someone photoshopped where he's at his desk on the phone, like, and someone's edited a big chippy in. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> but you know, Ross it. Barkley, when when he moved to Chelsea, yeah. he was meant to be going in the summer for 40 million, and yeah. then he didn't get sold, and he got sold in the January for 15 million. So Everton lost out on 25 million quid. Right. He rang the police. The mayor of Liverpool rang the police to grass on Chelsea Football Club. For swindling Everton out of twenty five million quid, mate. How to make yourself look like a fucking nana, Mayor Anderson? Do you want to definitely make this call? Yes, I do. I'm ringing the fire brigade <laughs> because I just saw Mo Salah burn Leighton Baines. Like, oh my god, what are you doing? But he's rolled over, and he's also he's a fucking moron. So th- there's a big thing going on in Liverpool at the minute, and if uh, so, basically a lot of the independent gyms have been told they've got to shut. But there's so many loopholes and ambiguities. So a lot of them are being quite defiant and saying, we're not shutting. We'll take the fines. We'll, we'll, 
there's literally gym owners going, we're not shutting, send the police, give us the fine, and we'll deal with it when it comes around. There's a load of busies who turned up with fucking guns to a gym. Armed police officers turned up to a fucking gym in the... Is it on the Wirral? The Wirral in a couple of Liverpool as well. Literally. And the guy was like, we can't shut, I'm going to let them finish the workout. But someone tweeted Joe Anderson and was like, why are the gyms shut? This is important for people's physical and mental health. If people are mentally and physically healthier, they've got a better chance of surviving the virus anyway. And there's hardly any COVID cases linked back to gyms. It's just... What did he say? He said, oh, well, uh, it's nothing to do with us. We'd love to keep the gyms open, but we've been told by central government we can't. And then someone screenshotted the government's actual website and it says, in tier three, pubs have to close, bars have to close, but things like gyms are down to local authorities and it's their decision. <gasps> So like, well, what's this? Fuck and then he just never replied sake. to that. So they don't even know the rules and guidelines, and they're in for. They're it's just a big fat shit Sending armed police to a fucking gym. I'm still playing footy, so I play footy where there's a gym. I play footy on their pitch, and I'm allowed because it's amateur sport outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Well, just don't contact get sh- sport. Don't get shot. All right. It's fucking insane. I would hot water comedy club. By the way, this I'd needs be on to- TV like <clears throat> this Thursday. A hot water comedy club. So um, I don't know exactly what Thursday the twenty second of October. Me, Paul Smith, and Freddie Quinn are doing a show at Hot Water Comedy Club, and it's essentially a fundraiser. Um, I think you can book tickets online. There'll also be donations on the night. None of the comedians are getting paid, um, and all the money is going to some local Liverpool gyms to cover the fines that they're getting. Um, because the fact that they've got a shot when the Odeon can stay open and like. All the pubs are allowed to stay open as long as they're selling food, but you can't go and lift some weights. I, I've said a million times on this fucking podcast now, I don't know what the best thing to do is. I really don't. But I'm just, I'm not willing to just stand by while independent Liverpool built businesses are fucking sold down to Swanee while fucking every rule means that Weatherspoons can stay open because he's fucking Boris Johnson. That fucking Tim Cunt is Boris Johnson's boy. It's not happening. So, what? Weatherspoons are open? Yeah. Because yeah. he food. It's such a coincidence, isn't it? Every pub can Mate. stay open as long as they do restaurant. Every pub needs to get their Auntie Linda in to make cheese toasties 24-7. Yeah. I don't want to make any more cheese toasties. You fucking are, Do you know Auntie how Linda. bad shit the rules are? The other day, so there's a... Uh, Coco, Coco Bar, Kevin Nolan, and cheese toasties available <laughs> all night. There's a there's a shop in Liverpool. It's a, a, a streetwear brand called Lost Art. Shout right? out, shout out Lost Art. Lost Art, they're fucking brilliant, and... Carl wears a lot of their stuff I've got a couple of things now as well but their shop is located above a restaurant slash pub so and you get access to it by going into the restaurant slash pub and there's a little doorway and then you can go upstairs it's a bit secret it's dead cool we went in the other day and it, there was a sign on Lost Art's door saying hey, we'll be back in 15 minutes because they'd just gone to get some lunch or something um, so we're sat in the restaurant and we're like well, could be 15 minutes half an hour here so Carl went do you want a drink I went yeah get us a coke and the the girl went I'm really sorry uh, we can't save you a coke unless you get a main meal you have to buy a main meal or we can't give you a drink and we went so what do we do she went you can just sit there and wait for it to open but we can't actually sell you a drink so under the current rules you can sit in a restaurant and you can't <laughs> you, you you don't have to leave you can wait for this fucking shop to open I'm not having to go to the shop at all here, by the way this is all an attack on well, government policy can't, can't just sell drinks can't have a glass of coke because what would you do you'd sit there and drink the coke and that'd yeah. be dangerous wouldn't it yeah so just sit and don't drink the coke <laughs> it's, fucking insane. it's like the in between us 
We'll have three insane. pints, please. This virus isn't going. This virus isn't going anywhere. And if you keep all everyone's workplaces open and you let people move around and go to people's houses and you people going to school, kids going to school, which right or wrong, this virus is going to spread. Why are you absolutely putting every other business in a fucking chokehold? It's it's mad, isn't it? Are we going to do a gig that we, like I don't want to do a gig where we're getting a ten grand fine, we're having armed police turn up, but we can keep the arts going by finding a venue. We can do Papa wants some charcoal, but not in a fucking paint factory where they might get absolutely twatted. Like you don't know if they've got a landlord that's going to get involved. We've had about five hundred emails and messages from people who want to come to an illegal gig. Um, now, uh, we don't want to get a venue in trouble because, like I, I've said to you and said to Carl, I'm quite happy to be handed a ten grand fine. And I'll fucking wipe my ass with it. I'll take it to court. Oh, that's the shirt and the ten grand fine. <laughs> we, will you have a picture but, of that as well? Yeah. But, but I genuinely would because I think I think it is the right thing to do. But what I don't want is to do a gig in a fucking pain factory and them to be handed a ten grand fine. I don't want to get someone else in trouble. I'm happy to shoulder the responsibility because I don't think these fines can be enforced personally from what I've looked into. But again, I, it's minimal. But research. it's also just n- unnecessary, in it when we can we can find an entertainment venue and put on some comedy. Yeah, like I mean, maybe down the line there's a there's a level of restrictions that you start fucking really ignoring it. But the if you're thinking where is this gig, we've got something cooking. We have, and if you've sent us a Papa wants some charcoal email, and if you don't know what that means, you'd have to go and listen to the last I mean, episode. Fucking concentrate. Um, we will be in touch with you soon. We've got something in the offing, and we're working on something. Um, and you're gonna really like it. But we wanna, we wanna protect other people more gonna, than protect ourselves. We're gonna get Auntie Linda in to make some cheese toasties. We're gonna get Coco opened, and we're gonna do a gig in Coco. Kevin Kevin Nolan. Do, do. We'll get Kevin Nolan. Fuck Shaggy. We're gonna get Kevin Nolan. As the, uh, oh, by the way, headliner. By the I way, think he'd be quite good. A Jaffa cake is a cake because it goes hard and it goes stale. Like a, a Jaffa cake. cake's a biscuit because I said it's a biscuit and it's on the Biscuit Island Tesco. Shut your mouth! No, because biscuits go soft when they go stale. Cakes go Matter, hard. Stop being right. Just believe something blindly and then argue with people about it. <laughs> it's the Scouse way! I'm right, though. I don't care. I don't care what's right. I want to believe what I want to believe. You think I- it's a biscuit? It is a biscuit. It's not? It is. It's not made of biscuit, but it belongs with biscuits. You keep it with your biscuits. Yeah, but what do you call a balm or a bap? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got different names do in you different keep it in places. The or the, or the oh, you fucking cupboard. biscuit nonsense. You keep it in a cupboard? Jaffa cakes? Yeah. Yeah, you keep cakes in the fridge and you keep Jaffa cakes in the cupboard. It- ah! I'm Be a- honest, how long have you kept Jaffa cakes anywhere once the packet's open? Oh, yeah, you can't open a packet and put it back. You fucking hoover. That, that advert where they did full moon, half, half moon, moon, total eclipse. <laughs> where was she from? Um, Wales. <laughs> Hello, I like advert. Jaffa cake advert. I wonder what they went for with that. Why they went with like a Lithuanian sounding one. Half full moon, moon half moon, total eclipse. That's a fucking banging advert, that. BNBN. Remember BNBN? BNBN. BNBN. Oh, we've done 40. Let's have a break. Let's speak to one of our fucking financial overlords and then we'll be back. 
Today's podcast is sponsored by SupremeCBD.uk. Go and check them out. They're one of the biggest and most trusted sellers of CBD oils in the UK. You'll have heard about CBD. It's not weed. It's not marijuana. It's not got THC. It's the oil derived from plant-based marijuana and cannabis. It doesn't get you fucked up, but it has loads of health benefits. CBD oil has been studied for its potential role in easing symptoms of many common health issues, including anxiety, depression, acne, psoriasis, and heart disease. For those with cancer, it may even provide a natural alternative for pain and symptom relief. Look, I'm not saying it's a wonder drug, but people are starting to trust CBD oil as an alternative to chemical-based medication. It could work for you for any one of those things. It's worth a try. Some of their best-selling products include Supreme CBD Face Cream. They've got Supreme CBD Large Gummy Bears. They also even do a fruity e-liquid so you can vape and get CBD. Vape it up. And if you play a lot of sport, you can try the Supreme CBD Muscle and Joint Rub. And if you place an order at SupremeCBD.uk, use the promo code WORD and you will get 30% off everything. They'll give us a little cut. It helps support the podcast and you get yourself 30%. So remember, use the promo code WORD at SupremeCBD.uk. Fuck, I cannot say that company name one more time. SupremeCBD.uk. What up? Don't be a Tory. Down your tabo shandy and tell a friend. This is Have a Word. It's amazing how you can suck right on my dick. Without sucking my dick. You can light up my dick. Suckers in me. I can never refrain. When you suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to give a shout out to my uh, brother-in-law who turned 40 last week. Shout out to Fraser who is 40 and I didn't get him a present and I... What are you doing? Since when do we do... Well, he's just... He's my, he's my brother-in-law and he, he said I'd like a shout out. So is this a shit nightclub now? It's Fraser's 40th and we need to give a shout out to him and all the girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. Happy birthday to anyone who's had a birthday this year or next. Shout out to Kevin Nolan as well. Yeah. Kevin Nolan just came in the podcast. <laughs> 40 years old, mate. My school year. 40 in March. Oh, kid now. It's a big one now. Can I have a shout out from the podcast when I'm 40? Is no. that all right? No. Is that, is it's nonsense as fuck. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> what can we do for you? I 40? just really wanted to talk about my 40th, really. What we were we going to go to It America was almost like. I'd planned to talk about my 40th. Oh. And then you shat on my fucking 40th. Well, hand. I'll fucking continue to do that. Get on board with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go to Amsterdam together and get proper? The fucking damn lad socially distance me. Damn, I is a kind. Don't touch me. <laughs> do, yeah. Because the plan was America, wasn't it? We were going to go and vlog America. I'm still going to America, yeah. Do you think you're going to actually get to go, though? Later, later 2021. Maybe November, Florida. Three games in Florida. Three... <sighs> Three football games. High school Friday. Why Florida Looking when like you're a nonce. Saints fan? What? Why are you going to Florida if you're a Saints fan? Because there's flights to Orlando and there is a massive high school football scene in Florida and there's loads of unis and there's three NFL teams. I'm just making it easy on myself. All right, okay. Might get an internal flight over to uh, Louisiana to try and get a, a Saints game, but I just want to see a, an NFL game live. What if? 
Yeah. Like, it's all like, what if America is the shit show that it already is, but worse? What if Trump wins again and he just turns it into fucking the Hunger Games or whatever and you can't go? What are we. <laughs> Sounds right, yeah. What What are we going to do for your 40th? Because we've got to do Sutton. Amsterdam. Who's Sutton? Uh, what, what's the league table of priority for my 40th? Because I'm going big. I've got a child coming. So that does get in the way a little bit. Laura, I love you. But if you can hear me, uh, <laughs> states for a fucking NFL, college football, like a ball, that's what I want. That's my dream. If if it's absolutely Hunger Games, Trump-based shit show, and there's fucking COVID everywhere, lad. The fucking heart up your ass. Then the next one. Yeah, the next one's Amsterdam, is it? It's got to be the damn, isn't it? it? The damn. But then Brexit goes nasty. Morecambe. Morecambe. That's a big drop, in it? Florida, Amsterdam, <laughs> fucking Morecambe. What are you going to do? Do the BNFL tour? What? What's the BNFL? The fucking nuclear power plant near Morecambe. Running wrong on. We'll stay here. <laughs> we'll just do a pod. What? Where's the third option? Is it not abroad? Is it Press Staten? <laughs> Pontons and press Mate, I think Amsterdam is easier to get to than North Wales right now. The Welsh take fucking COVID seriously. Don't you even come there near the fucking border. It's closed. What are you trying to do? Come and sit on a fucking beach, you prick. Can you not get into Wales? Wales is fucking... Because they got them there, like in the Dark Knight oh, Rises. Mate. They just blew all the bridges up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah? And the first, landlocked. the first minister's Rotherham! going around... Take control. Wales is landlocked. city. Yeah. We could go to Dublin. Welsh, Welsh Bane! <laughs> you think? <laughs> I can't do Welsh Bane! <laughs> you think Cardiff is your ally? <laughs> you really adopted Swansea! I was born in Swansea! Moulded by it! <laughs> <laughs> Welsh Bane It's so fucking funny oh. What movies would be improved With an entirely Welsh cast But like Goodfellas <laughs> What I find funny, funny to you funny from how? rags to riches Funny like a clown Like I amuse you No but you know You're <laughs> no, funny No he said it you're You funny. said it Funny how You're funny Funny how you just Like said, a clown Like I amuse you David You're a funny guy No well, tell me how. Well, Why am I fucking funny? You come down the pub and you're a right old laugh, isn't no, it? you said it. How am I funny? Funny how? <laughs> like a clown? Like I amuse you? He's fucking with me, right? Oh. He's, he's got to be Ow. fucking with me. Like a clown? <laughs> Ow! You look like Joe Pesci. <laughs> Wells, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Wells, Jurassic Park. Ju- <laughs> Jurassic Park. Flincher. <laughs> Chicken run. Bloody hell, there's fucking dinosaurs everywhere. Devil's advocate, Al Pacino as well. Oh, <laughs> it's any excuse to shout his fucking Pacino lines. <laughs> he gives man instincts. And then what does he do? He sets the rules in opposition. Look, but don't touch. <laughs> Look, he's so happy. Touch. I love it when he's happy. But don't taste. Taste. <laughs> don't swallow. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh and while you're jumping Pulp from fiction. one fox to the next Pulp Fiction Ezekiel 2517 does he look like a bitch the, the path of a righteous man <laughs> is beset on all sides by the inequities of the weak and the tyrannies of evil men blessed is he 
who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness valleys because he's truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children and I will <laughs> smite down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers and you will know my name is Gwyneth <laughs> Mate, that was fucking... That was one of my favourite bits of the pod for fucking ages. Well done, everyone. Shawshank? Yeah. I think, knew listen, from the moment mate, Andy walked in that he was fucked. Can I just say, know when the fucking bit's done. I've played the applause you bell with. Um, Lids. This is from Davina. No, shut the fuck up. Dickheads. No when a joke's fucking finished. But he's Who are not you? the child that has like, Al I am. Scott Bennett adding tag and tag and tag and tag. Lids. It's the slow knife that turns Irish. All right. Turns Irish. All right. Where's the fucking film set now, Adam? There's not much difference between Bristol and Cardiff, though. You're a bellend. <laughs> um, Lids, make have a word of religion because we already... This is from Davina. Love Davina. She's not, oh, she's not dead. I'm doing the rest of the episode in Welsh. You think you are? Mate, I am. Have a word of religion because we already know it's a belief system and a way of life. Also, this will fit in nicely with tier three, allowing places of worship to stay open. Oh. You want you want to dodge the fucking Roman rules? I don't. I want to just take them head on. Yeah, I know. You always say this, and then head on goes three weeks down the line. And you're like, yeah, maybe we won't close down a paint shop. <laughs> What? Your finger and me wire. What do you mean? You see the wire you're fingering? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I've gotten out. That's a fucking weird little tech thing, isn't it? Yeah. Your finger. It's very that, strange, that. Well that, noticed. That was, the, uh, that, was well the, noticed. that was the most intense you've ever been on the microphone for ages. Like, you're fingering my wire. <laughs> People love your voice. You're getting a lot of chat about that. Training like, day. Will you do. <laughs> Adam, focus, mate. We literally had a little meeting before the podcast about Training keep day. it on the fucking rails just for like four minutes every pod. King Kong ain't no. got <laughs> Training day! King Kong ain't got shit on me. Um, I'll no. do a little dictionary corner if people want, like me just talking. Yeah, if they make little requests. I think you could do late night scouse like pillow talk in Merseyside. <laughs> Happily. Aye. You bitches will be playing basketball on Cardiff Bay when I get through with you. The joke is Shoe dead. program Dead and fu- it's buried 23 hour lockdown Tier 3 lockdown You're doing, doing a different pod Suppose right now It's gone isn't he Yeah That sandwich hasn't helped <laughs> Can we register as a religion Can we re- register as a religion Oh I'm well off for that Who's the god Who's the deity Who's the what Who's our god The lid culture Lenny it's, Bruce It's a It's a combined <laughs> thing I'm f- I'm first minister Lenny Bruce is god Joan Collins as Jesus Richard Pryor Moses Macho Man Randy Savage Macho Man Randy Savage He is The Pope <laughs> Oh yeah. It's fuck less kids um, Are you 100% sure about that? Uh, did the Pope shag kids Or did he just cover up for the shagging? He just covered Oh you're back <laughs> Oh there you go Just took He was a shagger Yeah he didn't start as the Pope he, he, he made his way up didn't he It's mad that that was like A big rumour for ages And it turned out to be true innit? Yeah Could you? Could we just keep it On the fucking tracks For three seconds <laughs> Fuck sake It is on the tracks You're talking about religion it, Yeah yeah. 
Kind of. So a sidestep from that is nonsense. No, he didn't. It's just there's just been sort of systematic cover-ups. What would be, ch- be the church? be the church if have a word was that? Do you know what though? Said it before. I think we said uh, make churches make great venues. Like, where do we want to go next? We turn this into a religion. Fuck the podcast. Then, because we're a religion, do we have to pay tax? I don't think so. No. Nope. I think we're virtually like charity level. Then, say we progress past the Heath Business Park in Runcorn, WA seven four QX. If you want to send stuff in. We're um, based in the Science Centre. Scienceology. <laughs> Scienceology. Scienceology. <laughs> yeah, it's the science. There's a T in there. Yeah, we've changed it. No, not our one. But what, what, how good would be... New religion. New no, religion. The church is the ch- church is struggling. There might be like a building up for sale or so, stuff. Why are they struggling? No, because if they're struggling, how are we going to... Can we get a synagogue instead? Christianities. No, the, no. You won't be able to buy a... No. I'd it's rather a, have a mosque. It's a better word, though, synagogue. They look well better, don't they? Synagogue such a good word. I <laughs> don't know which phrase for that. What, why? <laughs> I feel like Mosques it. look better from the outside um, than, than other places. The ch- the the Christ- speak to me, granddad. See if we can get the wigwam. The Christian. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot me granddad was dead for a second. Then. The Christian church is not doing very well. Why? What are you on about? The church is on its arse compared to where it was 30, 40 years ago. Why? Fifty years ago. Because less people go to church. Why are you saying why? It's the most simple thing ever. Do you ever go to church then? Ever? Yeah, my mum was into church. Do you go though? Now I mean. What do you mean? Do you ever go now? Like mass, like Christmas mass? That'd be a weird look, wouldn't it? Why? Well, I'm not a fucking Catholic for, oh, for a start. Oh, she's an atheist, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like some atheists still go, don't they? Why? Just to... Hedge the bets. <laughs> yeah, it's like an insurance policy. It's afterlife insurance. That's the good thing about Catholicism and I assume Christianity. I haven't looked into it too much, but like you can be a knobhead and then you say sod about that. And you get you get it anyway, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that's in the contract with Christianity, and I think God might pull you up on that little bit of the contract. God's like the most sort of understanding girlfriend ever. I'm sorry I shagged your sister. Don't worry about it. Here's your tea. Yeah. I, I, I love that idea that you can just say sorry on your deathbed and it's all fine and you're absolved. Yeah. I think when you get up to the pearly gates and they're, they're like, yeah, I don't know who wrote that in the contract, but that's bullshit. You have killed three people. No, you can't, can't kill people. Yeah. You can't kill three people and they'll be like, sorry. <laughs> no, but that's, one again. The, that's one of the seven deadly sins, isn't it? That's right. like... Murder. Null and void the contract. Yeah, one oh, it, oh, is it? I think so. You can't say sorry for that. What are the seven deadly sins? Eating murder. Yeah. Eating magnums. Yeah. Murder, <laughs> adultery. Um, stealing. Gluttony. Yeah. Eating someone's last eclair. I knew that was coming. <laughs> he tried to do the joke and you were like, ah, God, is that... Is that- when you leave something in the fridge and someone like has it. What are they? It's from this is from the film Seven, isn't it? That's what basically how we're getting this bit of theology. Oh, that's how I'll do it as well. So, uh, yeah, the the fat that he ties to the bed. Yeah, the prostitutes that he he shags to death with a knife. Yeah. Lust, <sighs> lust, yeah, lust. Oh, I'm fucked, me. Lust, greed, is, Lust is a deadly sin. Yeah, lust, gluttony, yeah. greed, sloth, wrath. I had a pride. wank on a National Express. Thought it was a megabus. Was it not a megabus? No, you've changed that in your head. Oh, fine. Were you proud of it? No, but it's definitely lust. It, on a technicality, I'm not getting in now. Are you lusting after the bus? 
Love a bus. I was like, oh, God, I wonder what the MPG is. We're making amazing time. Yeah. Not oh, yeah, so you must be. But I'm saying it. buying a church would be amazing. Sight lines. You wouldn't even have to change the pews. It'd be fucking brilliant. Do the podcast from the vestibule, and then we could have live performances in the church. I think Davina's on to something. And when we get a bit laughy and I get sweaty, you've got that big, like, wash basin <laughs> at the front. Is that what you think it is? Yeah. Oh, that's why you're not welcome at fucking St. Kev's or whatever, what your you local... You meant to wash your face on the way in? Yeah. Just fucking... Oh, yeah. You meant to wash your hands? <laughs> yeah, but who, who washes got, their hands and doesn't do the face at the same time? Face? Only, only your mom had sin on her face. Uh, got a question for yous. <laughs> Would you rather have one real get-out-of-jail-free card or a key that opens any door that you want, but you can only use it once? That's like a cryptic would you rather, isn't it? I like that one. It's the get out of jail free card, isn't it? Because then you don't need a key. You can just break in anywhere and use your get out of jail free card if you want. Yeah, but you don't get to keep the stuff, do you? You get one... You get, you, hang on. If you hide it well enough. You've got a key that opens any door. So any door you get to open once, that's the special magic one thing key. Do you not... Yeah? Or you get a get out of jail free card. So whatever you do... You're out of jail. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand the concept, yeah? Yeah. So... But you take the get-out-of-jail-free card. 100%, because what... Anything you could use the key for, you could use the get-out-of-jail-free card for. If you want to go and rob a bank, go and rob the bank. If you can't get in, don't want the key. How do you rob a bank, Adam? <laughs> Boot the door down. <laughs> I love the, the... It literally made so much sense until you forgot that you can't rob banks. <laughs> Let's be honest, Adam, a Jews is get out of jail free. Murder. Murder people. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't got a gun. I know a guy. You don't. You don't know a guy. I think I could get a gun within six hours. <laughs> it's the fucking... It's the... <laughs> Look, I could get a fucking firearm and then I'm home for fucking Cory. Nice I, one. I could get Just a gun... Just sat there watching Cory with a fucking Kalashnikov gun. <laughs> You're right, Adam, what are you doing? Got a fucking gun, Dad! <laughs> Don't need to change the channel! Corey's finished! Pah! <laughs> I could get a gun. You could get a gun in six hours. Defo. Where yeah? from? Where from? Have you got any cash on you? You know, they don't take chip and pin at the fucking... I've got my bank card, I'll go to cash print. Oh, you'll go to the bank card. Do you think you're... Beep! <laughs> do you do contactless, mate? No, I'll go... No, I'm selling guns, you fucking I'll go and get with. cash out the cash point. What right. are you acting like fucking ATMs haven't been invented for? Yeah. Why are you talking like Cain Brown? Have you, never seen, have you never seen me buy a gun before? <laughs> How much is a gun? I was about to say that. How much is a gun? You can take 250 quid at a time. No, like my card lets me take up to 500. <laughs> How stupid would that be? It if you, can't if be you that expensive. If you had a gun and you were buying a gun and you were like, right, I've come to buy a gun. He was like, okay, this is what we've got. We've got many different type of gun. This is Kalashnikov. This is Magnum P.I. You're like, have you got anything for less than 500? Plus I need taxi fare home. So call it 4485. Someone email in if you can get us a gun. Yeah. You can definitely get a gun for 200 quid. I can't. <laughs> I live in Cheshire. Mate, I'd come back with some farmer like shotgun thing. Like, mm, who's going shooting pheasants? There's death. Like, we could defo get a gun easy. Yeah. 
How much? I reckon Carl, if he tried hard enough. I'm not searching, get a gun after the other day I searched for the head of ISIS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those two. Those, that's, a, yeah, that's an FBI watch yeah, list thing, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do you know how fat? So people don't even know what we're talking about here. But on the last Patreon, we were doing terrorism stuff. You know when we did that fake terrorism interview? I had a Google Doc, and the title of it was "Terrorism Ideas," and I only deleted it yesterday. <laughs> You're definitely getting watched. You're on the Truman Show, but it's the terrorism one. I could get a gun in six hours. I de- Come where, on. What? Where would you start? What would be your first? Who, yeah, who you calling? Because you've co- you've come from a long line of painter and decorators. Remember that. Actually, I know for a fact one of my dad's mates got a gun, so I'd just text him, and I've got his number as well. Go on, then. sorted. Your dad's mate has got a gun. It's got a gun. Yeah. Why? Do you know that's is is it just me? I, I know I'm new to scouts culture. His name's Scott. Does that Ryan. sound right? Because usually, do you know you, it's like my dad's mate's got like a trailer or like a six man tent. Lawnmower. Yeah. Everyone's got a lawnmower. What? Scottish Ryan is his name. Scottish Ryan. He's not Scottish, he just loves haggis. I'm not even messing. And you just named him on a public episode. What what have I said wrong? He's got, got a gun. gun. Yeah. It's a shotgun. It's legal. <laughs> Goes hunting. Scottish Ryan. Oh, I could get one of them. He's got a he's got a shotgun. Double barreled shotgun. What does he hunt? What? What does he hunt? Rats. <laughs> Carl's face Right But Se- I do I do 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 Serious one. Oh, Yeah Good This This is important Wagwan General Palpatine Wagwan Serious one <laughs> Wagwan Wagwan General Palpatine And Chairman Mao Can you keep this anom- Anonymous Anonymous Right okay Basically I'm 17 years old And nearly at the Two year benchmark With my girlfriend and things are going well. I used to have no problems getting a hard on. 17 and he's already having dick oh, problems. Oh, jeez. But when I started going out with it, I had performance anxiety when it came to getting sexy. So don't say, mate, I know you're 17, <laughs> but don't say that. <laughs> I had performance anxiety when we were getting sexy. <laughs> so at this point, we still haven't shagged. How, how long have they been going on? Two years. What? Let me... Two years. Let me finish. And the pressure's rising, but the thing is, now I can't get fully hard even on my own. I know you probs take the piss, but it's something... I shouldn't have laughed then. But it's something I think about all the time. I don't blame you, fella. Because we're both ready, and I feel like I'm letting her down. Oh, my God, I forgot to play this. (sighs) Um, Should I see a doctor? The thing that confuses me is that I used to get boners all the time, it's only over the last year or so I've had problems. Thanks, Lids. So that's from uh, Anonymous. It's quite... Oh, it's not a good sign. Because this is this is a 17-year-old who can't get a boner. And I've prepped it by going, serious one. And he is in, he's in that mood. He knows where to get a boner. you're 17 and you, you go half an hour without getting erect, there's a problem, isn't there? Like when I was 17 Have you never been on a fucking National Express? Bus boners though Oh yeah 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 You you should still be getting bus boners when you're 17 (laughs) I get them all the time Yeah That little vibe It's like having a fucking cock ring But a big one round your whole body Just even sitting in a weird position And you're like Oh god I've put pressure on me And your dick's like Hello? 
It's like playing knock a knock a door run with your dick. Right. Seventeen year old. He's been sick. First of all, this girl is an angel. She's sound, mate. Oh, she's getting piped elsewhere. Don't be a dick. She's sound. That <laughs> she's waited two years. I she though. I don't think I, I don't think a, a, a girl who's seventeen is in a relationship for two years and isn't going elsewhere for the slide. I don't I, think any of the girls that you've known would. <laughs> but I think there are fucking angels out there. She's getting sad, Piper. If yours, yes, thank you. This is what the reason is finally. This is this yeah? all I've got for the last few weeks. My nana gets dick. This guy's girlfriend gets dick. Pipe, pipe, pipe. We've got people ringing in with mat- mathematical pipe equations. Side pipe. Your fucking nan's got pipe. Yeah, she's getting that pipe. Thing is, right. What would you do though? Seriously, he's got to go to a doctor because he should be getting accidental bonus. He should be like getting bonus from stuff that he's like worrying whether he's attracted to the wrong things. He should be looking at cats sometimes. I mean, like. Oh, <laughs> it sounds like anxiety, doesn't it? It is mental, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's mental. Not physical, it's in his head. No, you still have to go to a doctor for it's that. It's the way. It's no, the. I know. Yeah, it's the way he worded it, though, isn't it? He's like he's put pressure on himself and he's built it up now, and now it's the. So you could speak to someone. There's loads of places online, like pharmacy online and everything, but they're going to lead you down the pill route, aren't they? Because they're going to see a customer. A customer. They're going to see a sale. You ever had Viagra? I, tr- I tried it once we've talked about it on the pod and it oh. just gives you a weirdly painful boner and then eventually the girl you were it's like mate I'm bored of this a comic who we've had on this podcast told me that he used to use it all the time and he felt like a superhero dick man right <laughs> why what what happened particularly get your rat out <laughs> what happened you used to have a fucking a massive dick for like three days or something three days how much Viagra was he taking? He was having them like M and M's. It's a great way to have a heart attack, but isn't it? Does it affect your heart? It yeah. affects your blood. Oh, it's blood in it. It's putting loads of blood. But why isn't? He? Yeah. So he's going to go to the doctors, and the doctors are just going to go have some Viagra. Lad. Like, do you know what I mean? He's seventeen. They're not going to look into too much. Nah, he, need, he needs to so chat I, with someone. Yeah, he needs to talk it out. It's not physical. He's too young. For this. I think you bang on there. I think this is. I think this is something that he needs to. It's cog- probably t- it's probably cognitive behaviour, isn't it? Yeah. Almost like cognitive dick behaviour. Is he speaking to her about it? I think maybe no. start with that. I think he needs to go. Listen, this is happening, and then maybe she'll work through it. She he'll... seems dead sound. They're, they're each other's first girlfriends, aren't they? first girlfriend and boyfriend. She needs to te- he needs to tell her, and if she's sound, she'll help him through it, and it'll come back. It's easy in his head. What yeah. if though? And I, I was half joking before. What if she's already getting side pipe? And it scares her off. She's like, I can't get pipe here. I might as well stay with the side pipe permanently. Well, he, she doesn't. He doesn't deserve. She doesn't deserve him, then, does she? She can yeah. fuck off. Yeah. Who's hurt you? No, you worth, lad. <laughs> Who's hurt you in your life? Who's really hurt you? Have you been piped in the mind? <laughs> hurt people. Hurt people. Um, this is, that's what we should have called the podcast about nine months ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to hurt some people with Adam and Dan <laughs> fucking each other up. <laughs> and Carl, who is back from Japan. Have you ever been like truly hurt by a woman? Emotionally? Yeah. Physically? <laughs> Emotionally. Was there any girl who just wrote you off for a while? My first my first girlfriend when I was this age, when we split up, it was it was we'd been together for about 6 7 months but my mum had died in October. 
we started dating in like November and I look back and I remember being like we were really into each other she must have been dealing with some fucking heavy grieving that I wasn't sort of dealing with so I think I, I placed a lot of the intensity about losing my mum onto that relationship and when that naturally went wrong I mean when you're 17 to go out with someone for two years is unreal we'd been going out for maybe seven or eight months when that ended I I don't remember like dealing with like now I'm splitting up with her I'll have to deal with the loss of my mum it the the weight on my heart it's was you unbearable that? like it exact, was my mum and the relationship I did the exact same thing with a relationship I was in when Liverpool sold Fernando Torres like I couldn't get over it and yeah. like it was just made me angry and upset all the time and I was like and to Chelsea as well yeah and it just made me resent the relationship I was in because I related it because she looked a bit like Torres so no she didn't she looked like dirt cow <laughs> and that's how you tie a fucking bow in it <laughs> you're welcome we've been doing this a while <laughs> see you after the break num nuts oh not num nuts sorry mate are we going for the break yeah some yeah okay. yeah Am I the only one that knows when the sweet spot has been hit? You just fuck fingered her. Come on, mate. Dirt cow. And he was grateful. What's that face for? The P spot, we'll call it. The P spot, why? Podcast spot. Like the G spot, but you've just fucking pinged the P spot. Talk to someone, mate. Like we've said with all the mental health stuff, talk to someone. You don't have to sit and do this on your own. Have a word with your missus. Talk to someone. There's loads of people. Check her phone. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) <laughs> Don't listen to this rat. Cha! I'm saying it! Like, right. look, look, he's naive because he's all married and happy now and he's got a second kid on the way. They're fucking mental these days, mate, and she could be getting it from anywhere. Mate, don't listen to him. His DMs are just a fucking cesspool of evil. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, just check like a couple of apps and don't forget a message requests. Also on Instagram now, there's primary and general and she could have switched it into general or primary. There could be dirty stuff in there. That's only for verified accounts, lad. Right. You need to oh, is it? forget yeah. this few minutes of podcasting, because if this all is in your head, this isn't helping, is it? Um, what if I'm right? Yeah. And he's going through all this, getting all anxious about his first fucking bang. I don't. And then he gets his dick out that day. He's, he's been a doctor. He's sorted it. He's gone through fucking months of therapy. He's fucking hard as a fucking rock. Dick like a baby's arm. And then she's like... I've been seeing fucking Barry. 17-year-old Barry. 17-year-old Barry. <laughs> what? And I'm right. You, you you talk to me like I'm a fucking knobhead sometimes. Like no. I'm not trying to help him. Just because I've got a different opinion to you doesn't mean it's any less it's valid. Check hair phone. It's nothing it's nothing to do with that. I was not you've, gonna get his bone about. You've literally you've literally also you've run some with of them, your own anger. Some of them changed the names. Of people, I've seen this. I've seen a tweet about this. Who's right? hurt you? Shut up. So, <laughs> some of them, like she might have changed. They have codes and they'll delete stuff. So you know, like you get like a text every now and then from like Domino's going two for one pizzas today. She might have changed some lad's number to Domino's. <laughs> so if it comes up on her phone, Domino's, that might be a fucking side dick going. Hey, do you want some fucking two for one dick? So if she read those texts and reply. So if, if it comes up Domino's or Pizza Dot or something, and it's like it looks like an offer, just reply and go. He's gone out. And then if you get a normal text back, then you know she's done that. Sausage pizza. Hey, you're a crazy lady. <laughs> I'm just saying, keep an eye on them. That was coming from experience, that wasn't it? Yeah, I've seen it on someone's Twitter. Hurt yeah, you did. Have you just mocked? Someone's heard him. Someone's hurt <laughs> you. Just doing mock jump here. 
No. <laughs> you off? No. You farted then. But seriously, I lad. Didn't, I honestly didn't. Look, you do need to get you some got yourself so angry that you didn't know you farted. Because I'm worried about our fucking 17-year-old Oh, you're worried about him. <laughs> you're the nice guy. That's what I thought. You're going to lead them into... It's not about that, Adam. It's about his floppy dick. But is he... Like, imagine if he uncovers this and all that anxiety goes and... Because if, if, if she fucks off... But imagine if he gets run over by a bus. If he if he fucks her off... You can't trust buses If he either. finds They're out... Slags. If he finds out she's been sliding on something else, right, and he fucks her off, then maybe all this anxiety goes. And when the pandemic's over, he can go to Pop World and he'll get a nice bit of fucking... <laughs> Cock pop world. world yeah cock I world. love pop world yeah pop world's great for a pull though isn't it Adam used to I don't know if I've said this do you, the, do you remember that piece but do you the four o'clock <laughs> <laughs> this is it yeah this do is not the it. four o'clock ladies the ones who haven't been oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. taken yet yeah Adam, Adam went for them at ten o'clock <laughs> Adam, Adam, <laughs> Adam was trying to pull the fucking 4am trolls in the queue to get in like mm. you alright babe you alright I was turning up to Mackey's and going yeah but what have you just put in the bin <laughs> but he'd get like three of them then because they'd be fucking grateful yeah yeah good tactic um, let's have a little word from our sponsor we've got a wonderful guest today we'll have a little interval yeah see you shall You know them, you love them, it's Vauxhall Comedy Club in that there London. If you're visiting London, if you're going down for the weekend, take your missus, take your fella, take them to go and see comedy. There's some cracking comedy shows in London. Some of them, and I've played them, are a little lacking in fucking soul. Vauxhall Comedy Club. This is a comedy club done with love and care and done properly. In a great room with great atmosphere, with brilliant comics, some from the TV, some up-and-coming circuit talent. And the absolute best of it, if you're there for the weekend, is Friday and Saturday night. And down at Vauxhall Comedy Club, call it bottomless booze comedy so basically you pay them an entry fee with the money for your booze included it's 25 quid it's a 90 minute show and you also get bottomless booze wine beer cider 25 quid there's also a spirit and mix of bottomless ticket that starts at 35 pound and if you're a purist you're staying sober you're fucking zyvan the ticket's just a tenner once we're done with the rona and back to normal trading Vauxhall comedy club is usually open monday to saturday it's right next to a street food garden and between now and then do us a favor at have a word and follow the Vauxhall comedy club on Online. You can join the mailing list. It's at Vauxhall Comedy Club on Insta, at Vauxhall Comedy on Twitter, and Vauxhall Comedy Club on Facebook. It's an over 18 night out, and you never know, come the autumn, you might see me and Adam there. From Texas to Scam, every lead is listening to the funniest podcast in the game. This is Hava Wad. Okay, here we're here in the podcast studio. Be funny and excellent, everyone. Great. Just before we crack on, I just want to say it's not that I don't like them as a people, it's just that there's a smell. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> gypsies with Adam Rock. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, second half of this week's Have a w- What episode number out? Is this 19? 183 <laughs> this month. Is it 19? Is it 9-0? Yeah, Copa 19. Uh, we've got Hal Crutton here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's good to have you. Thanks for coming in. Oh, it's lovely. Lovely. So I'm being a bit because I've been three and a half hours in the car straight. So I've just literally went to a 
drive through uh, Costa to get my coffee. I haven't didn't even get out of the car for three and a half hours, so I'm just a little bit. And I'm old now, so it is. How old are you? Oh, I'm, yes. oh, I'm really fucking old. Yes, finally, <laughs> someone to share the burden of getting called an old bastard by these. Yeah, but two. You're, you're you're are you f- over? 40? I'm a hundred and nine in his mind. <laughs> I'm really old. Yeah. How old, really old? I'm now fifty-one. 51. 51. You look good for 51, though. Thank you very much. It's only the hair that gives it away, I think. The skin. I've moisturised <laughs> since I was... Like, look, I know, that's not too camp, is it? But I have moisturised since I was 25. Only because i got dry skin patches there. And I think it's made the difference. I think it's been well known in British comedy. You have some of the best skin exactly. in the game. And also, I'm quite fat, which stretches the... Yeah. Isn't it William Shatner said every year he put a pound on just to fill out yeah. so he couldn't wrinkle? Showbiz, darling. <laughs> That's why I'm fucking it's filling out. It's just for my wonderful How old complexion. Are you? How old are you, Dad? I'm 40 next year. We just discussed oh, it. Sorry, I just thought it was just really rude going, oh, are you... F-? It's, you know, it's because I heard you say that you'd been going... About, I, I was listening to the uh, Ishan podcast. Yeah. Ishan. I don't know whether... I Nearly. Good enough. Don't even think he knows. I say Ishan. <laughs> but, 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 and you'd said you'd been going 18 years. So in my head, I went... Probably started early twenties, must be forty, maybe early forties now, maybe forty. You don't look. I always think first gig I did in Liverpool was with you. What was the it? The head, head of steam next to the railway station. That's a shite hole. It, it's not even there oh, anymore, but it was oh, a shite hole. Ne- Lime Street next <laughs> to Lime Street. So, yeah, the, and the I, at the station. time I thought you'd given me a compliment, but I look back and I and I now realise what was going on. I got off stage and you went, "Goodness me, you are very confident." Honestly, you've probably been going about five years by then, four or five years. What's this, 2002 or something? Yeah. So, yeah, I'd been going about four years. Yeah, five years. And I was just young whippersnapper, but I thought I was great. I thought I was better now than I do now. 20 years later, I'm like, yeah, okay. But But at the time, I was like, I'm fucking awesome. And I kept going on stage like that. And you, I thought, I come in and going, Hal's giving me a really nice compliment there. And I look back and I'm like, oh, I realise what's going on. No, I genuinely always (laughs) thought you were really good. No, but I love the idea. I I always did. I got one of my first um, weekends at Highlight, which was like the spin-off of Jonglers, wasn't it? I, at the time, I was represented by uh, someone called Hannah Oldman. And oh. <laughs> do you know Hannah? Yeah. So the feedback I got from Julia was he's very confident, and I was like, "That's good, isn't it?" And Hannah was like, "No." Oh. <laughs> but it's, it it wasn't that you were being shitty. But when when a, an act is young and full of themselves, a thing to say is like, "Oh, you are very confident," as if to say like you were at that gig. Actually, do you remember that gig? It was when me, you, and Bedo, who was another mate of ours from school, oh. so me and Carl went to school. Was together. this was this highlight in? Camden yeah oh. Tiger Tiger was it that one that's the last one I ever you did oh. you did a lads on tour to your Camden highlight open spot yeah they came down when you saw we had the night out <laughs> that is oh such a scouser lads sad. I got a fucking try out to junglers Woo! but obviously like at the time I'm maybe like 18 months two years into comedy right and I'd said to these this is big this because these book so many clubs and if you're in with these you're getting like 270 quid per set on a weekend and at the time that was like moon money to me like I was mm. lucky to get 25 quid petrol money and there was a stag doing who were trying to heckle me and Bedo our mate who is dead sound but he's the sa- he, everyone's mum loves Bedo Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, your mum's like, oh, Paul's such a really nice boy, isn't he? <laughs> Sorry, but- can I just say, I wish I had a friend called Bedo. Well, my friend's called Charles or John. I wish yeah. was- no nicknames. Uh, anyway, there's a, there's a lot of steez come out in the yeah, wash with steez. these stories. Sorry. But yeah, he's but the type of lad who you bring around for tea, and he's like, you're right, Mrs. Rowe, do you need any hand yeah. for dinner? Do you want me to peel the potatoes? And then your ma goes upstairs, and he's like, I'll fucking stab that cunt. Like, he's just yeah, got to, yeah, he's just yeah, bipolar. Yeah. And he went over to this group at this table of lads who were heckling me, and he was like, listen, lads, if you don't shut the fuck 
fuck up, you're going to ruin his gig and then I'll ruin your fucking week. What a great threat. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you because he wants progression. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to get paid work. I'll fucking smack you out. When did you when did you start then? 98. How no, old were you? No, 97. I, it must be 97. No. Oh god, I did my first uh, you know you do that thing where you lie for ages and I got I, I got past in that 2009. Now. I now give up. No, I start because you start going, well I sort of was professional about 2001. I sort of was messing right, around for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. Did bits and bobs. Um so I did a few gigs at the end of 1996. Who Actually, was on the bill? I love playing this game. This is a great oh, fun. Who was your bill for your very first gig? Well, the thing is the first gig I did was in it was in a, beneath a, a restaurant in Notting Hill called Crock of Wit. Um it, it, <laughs> The, that, the name of the club was Crock of Wit and it was in Notting Hill and it was very lovely it was about 30 people sitting on benches and I don't think many people have stayed doing it I right. do remember people <laughs> used to visit Rob Brydon used to come Rob Brydon used to come and do like impressions he would do um, Hugh Grant and he'd do and Rob Brydon was like an impressions act so that's when I first met him on his uh, way up yeah, oh, completely unknown. And oh, yeah. he, I had a friend called Dave Klein, who's a guy who got me into comedy because I was working, I was working writing traffic reports at the BBC because I was I was trying to be an actor and it wasn't working. And um, well, I was getting <laughs> I was writing of, traffic no, reports I've, because I was obviously to be... I've diminished that. There were good acting jobs, but uh, very very rare. But um, but <laughs> so I was doing these writing these traffic reports, and Dave Klein was a guy who was doing a comedy course. Do you ever heard of Jill Edwards' comedy course? In, she's in Brighton now, but she's one of these. There, people, there's people. loads. Of, if you've never heard oh, of a I comedy course, it's like a dragnet for people who want to waste yeah. 80 quid in it exactly well people it, uh, no one kept doing it apart no but the, hers was a good one because people have come out of it like Jimmy Carr did it and things like that and oh, uh, okay. people like that uh, yeah, Simon but, Evans did but it but does that mean it was a good course or just that good people did that course yeah there were I feel many like courses. most comedy courses are move the mic stand out the way try not to look at the floor and yeah don't yeah, drop it's the like end two on, guys I mean, dealing with a divorce yeah oh. I've run a comedy course <laughs> so Hot water. <laughs> you, you, what you as you and you're the so hot water comedy club in Liverpool. They used to have the hot water comedy course. Yeah. It was taught by Paul Smith, and one time they were well, twice actually they booked it in, and Paul was going on holiday, but oh. they'd already sold all the places, and they were like, Adam, you're closing for us in Midland and Triumph and Vrette. You teach it. And it was just like giving them the confidence to get on stage. Exactly, it, but you it, can't it, teach someone to do stand-up. Exactly. Some great acts, though. But Anthony I... Jesselnick's come out of that. <laughs> Kevin Hart came out of that. Like Gail Edwards, this was a pretty good one as well. <laughs> but but I think there's I think there's a thing of it takes about six months off your development because it teaches you certain. Yes. It makes you a little bit above some of the other open spots. You don't do you don't make stupid yeah. mistakes. I think Who gives you about twenty gigs of experience. I think. Yeah. The, the main thing is that they do on the course. Like right, guys, this is the big one. How to take a mic out of a mic stand yeah. and it's easy to look back and go that's so stupid that is the best bit that it can give you don't fucking trip over as yeah. you walk on look the right way and take the mic out without going <laughs> well, but, but isn't it also do, 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 I used to watch people at the comedy store when the comedy store had open spots that really were new in the middle of a of a normal gig, yeah. Now it tends to be that people have a, a level of ability by the time they're yeah. doing. They're it. trying for could, paid work, aren't and they'd they? say, "Don't don't say if it's open spot or not." And I would, I'd say, you can tell by the way they walk to the mic <laughs> if they're an open spot or not, wouldn't it? No, but you could. But no, it's it's, it's not about shaking. It's about. I think those of us that have been comics for a long time, we've got a way of pretending that we're not shitting ourselves, or we're not. Well, we're actually often not shitting yourself at comedy store, but the way people walk out at Live at the Apollo. 
going, hey, Apollo, whoa. It's, and inside they're going, this better fucking go well. <laughs> it's going to be repeated. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. that's, there's that bullshit we learn. And new acts, you see them go, I just want to please you. I just want to please you. Whereas we, yeah, I, I, know I think the mean. longer you go, the more you walk out on stage going, I don't care if you think it's funny. You do, I, and it's I second nature, funny. isn't it? You just get that sort of like, hey. I think it's, your yeah. fir- it's the first time you do a slightly bigger gig. Do you remember what you said to me? So I did a solo show a couple of years ago at the Unity Theatre. Do you remember how I walked out? He said, because I've always been, like you, confident with every gig I do. This, I'd sold 180 tickets, and I was like, this is going to be... I'd just done your In The House podcast a few weeks before, because we were talking about it on your podcast. And I normally walk on stage, and I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do this. I'm dead confident. You told me I walked out, like, apologetically, and yeah. that was the worst oh, solo yeah. show I've ever had. It didn't go well. Got I don't like the room anyway. You got but I walked head. out, and I was like... Because, like, the wall of noise, and he was like, it was like he would apologize him for being there. And it's exactly what you're talking about that, like, imposter syndrome of, I, I shouldn't be here yet. Yeah. <laughs> How did you go when you did live at the Apollo? What was your sort of internal monologue? Um, well, it's just. It's was that so... the first big TV stand up? No, I'd, no it's... my first really big TV stand up was I got uh, Royal Variety in 2009. Right. And. The that year you started, amazing. The year I started, <laughs> incredible. I straight on straight it. First no, gig. It's, it's, the, it's the year I turned from being Gail a, Edwards. Yeah, <laughs> no, J- uh, Jill Edwards. Jill sorry, Edwards. Sorry. just to get her name right. Jill Edwards, sorry, very good Jill. course. If you're down in Brighton now, anyway. But um, <laughs> so if you've got, but um, but uh, it honestly, I, I turned from being a lifelong Republican to really quite liking the royal family because uh, I got I mean I remember I was still on sort of properly on Facebook then and the friend went I said I'm going to do royal rights someone went aren't you a republican I went could you take it I had to phone them <laughs> I'm, take that off don't say that because but I, I no, no I met the I love it was the Queen and Prince Philip it's only one that, I think they did it once more or something before and um, what was it going through your head was, as you did it do you know what I am you know I'm a neurotic I don't know, you haven't worked with me that, that much Adam but I'm one of the most neurotic off stage oh my god this is going to be shit and I'm going to be crap the only reason I know that is because we did a double header preview together at the boat show yeah, yeah, just before Edinburgh, and you were you you're like this is just it's not there yet, and it's and I was yeah. like oh because oh, I've only ever all... seen you at like the the CKP showcases because oh, yeah. like for those who don't know we share an agent um, now Blue Book artist yeah. management <laughs> it keeps changing its name but I don't know why oh, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's like they're on the Fucking run Alan Adam are doing well <laughs> change the name of the company there's <laughs> a Sue Cash and Anne lads yeah you can he'll do the Apollo but it's fucking Cash and Anne. <laughs> It's a cash pickup. <laughs> Royal variety. Yeah. <laughs> the BBC um, are paying us in untraceable bonds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, yeah. But I like it, I, I seen it for the first time because every other time I've seen you were doing like seven minute sets yeah. and it's stuff that you've done for a year because you know it's in front. But yeah, yeah we were and doing you smash I'm, out I'm, you hoof no, gigs. Do you mate. know what? I still that first Royal Variety I stood in the wings and you know Royal Variety is a really scary gig because comics die on it big comics have died both times I've done it I've seen a comic die on it it was not me you I die promise. in front of and you the die in front queen. of Carl, could you just google and let us know no, who's on my hat no but everybody's no, but everybody's everybody's wearing sort of black tight and being very tense and worrying about with the queens up. I've only done it with the old t- you know like I did it in 2013 with Charles and Camilla so it's all so, and so people are all going oh will they get offended and, and worried stuff and um, and it's so funny <laughs> You get it one day, <laughs> but it's it's so frightening that you actually. I reach that lovely point of going. I'm beyond fear. I'm in a weird. 
<laughs> netherworld. And I remember then somebody was sort of brushing down my jacket and there was Catherine Jenkins on stage going, wake me up inside. She was doing a version of that song. And it was really Catherine dramatic. Jenkins Catherine Jenkins did an Evanescence singer. cover? Yes, she covered it. I still remember it. And there's all these, but it was amazing dancers with it. And she was in the middle of all this thing. It was beautifully sung. And, um, and, and I'm and about to follow like it. Michael Bublé and, doing a Slipknot cover. I remember, I'm about to follow it. And just thinking, this is so... And I'm totally unknown. Had you just sort of reached a level of almost, like, pressure nirvana? Yeah, but also, isn't there that wonderful thing where people, no one knows who you are? You've got nothing to lose. You are literally walking out and people are going, who's this? And the first minute of Royal Variety, if they don't know you, you're dying for a minute and you have to pretend you're not. I remember, I still remember Sarah Millican got it the next year and said, she phoned me, because I give advice to all the big stars. <laughs> and I went, you'll die for about the first minute and you just have to just pretend it's not happening. Because they are, anybody new, even if you've done a bit of telly, if you're younger, they'll just go, well, I don't know who they are. And you have to just work them into stand-up. And it's, it's such a frightening gig that it actually, I, I mean, I loved it. it this was, is how, literally how you're I explaining it. Have you seen was. in a film where like a, a landmine or an explosion goes off yeah. and then they're just walking and it's like, <laughs> that's almost like you walking out like, oh, this is so stressful. Yeah. I've gone beyond shit in it. And, then, just, and okay. then you had a blinder. Oh, it, was, it was, it was, I, I, also I was, I mean, I was so much nicer than as a comic. I've got, not got as much nice material now. I'd struggle if I got it now. Having said that, I am still available. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, but, but you do have, you know, you I, I, I did have such a good I did walk off go oh that's it my career's made and it's just been such a slog since <laughs> <laughs> welcome to have a first, word first time I did live at the Apollo I went this is it goodbye every, I'll never be in a club again I won't have to do corporates in a year oh <laughs> <laughs> now you're ringing Christian any more corporates <laughs> any mate more corporate. <laughs> the glee got back to you I know where we're gigging tonight together as well oh, I'm yeah. telling you right so the producer of the Royal Variety come mm. to see me in Edinburgh a couple of years ago oh, and yeah. said they really liked it. Now, if I get a minute in, now that I know that, yeah. if I got to do it and I get a minute in and it's not working, I'll be like, right, I remember what Hal said on yeah. the podcast, it's all fine. If I get two minutes in, I'll be like, yeah. right, that's a bit longer than Hal said. But <laughs> if that third minute, it has, I will Bill Bear Philadelphia, the fuck out of the royal family. Oh, and oh. I'll be like, listen, Liz, you fucking arrogant <laughs> Oh, on the money, are you, you stupid fucking bitch? Get the fuck out of it. Why am I tax money paying for you? And that racist old weekend the Bernie's come oh, to still God. be alive. Charles, we know you're off to your ex-wife, you dead <laughs> I will fucking drive it into the ground. Good. Prince Annie was the only son. One, and you fucking shift them off to Canada. Do you know what's great? I wouldn't Mate, it be exciting. You're not going to win them round. No, how exciting <laughs> would this be if he does get it and then this now gets out after he's been, you know, the, the, the whole I Bill Burr Philadelphia thing is that they hated him and he went in hard and yeah. he won them over because they're a hard city. They booed at Santa and they won it. They won them over just by giving them abuse. I don't think the royal family worked like that. Sweating now, Prince Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Because I called your man out for the fucking tax dodging rat she is. Hey! So apparently you're never doing it again, no. though, because now no. you've been on, on this podcast. No, but it's, but it, do you know what? It's, it, it is one of those, it, it's the thing of doing a gig where if it goes bad, where you can die, and then you have to meet them still. You have to, that's just, that's the fun. Did you shake her hand? Yes. Yeah. I is she? Is she a? No, it's Camilla. You got Charles. No, and I got. I've done it twice. So 2009, I got. Oh, I got so, Queen so, and so, Prince sorry, Philip. No. You're working your way around the fucking aristocracy. <laughs> <laughs> he got offered another one with the Queen and that, and he was like, "Been there, met her. 
Get me Charles. I did, do you know one. what Camilla said that to me? She went, "So you've done this before?" Because they get a little. Thing. I went, "Yes, I, I did it uh, four years ago uh, with uh, in uh, Blackpool with the Queen and Prince Philip." She went, "Oh, so this is a bit of a step down." And I went, "Oh no, no, no!" I, I said, "I want to meet all of you, ma'am." I just honestly, the Republican side of me was so oh, disgusting. But Jesus I'll do anything for career. Is the, queen, <laughs> is the Queen a solid handshake or is she a bit fucking limp? Do, do you know? No, she's just. She, She's I, a fist pumper. I did. You know what? She's just. I would do that. What up? She's I actually a, kind of stunning. If I mean, this is she's she's glows. She's so. She, <laughs> she, I'm sorry, I'm way over. To, I love the queen. How old are you? I love this. <laughs> would you no, bang I, the queen? No. Oh god, she's, this is really wrecking sorry. any chance I have sorry. of going back. But, um, <laughs> you haven't beautiful. said anything. We've ruined. No, we're ruining. <laughs> I, I would go for a fist bump though, especially with Charles. Yeah, because he does loads of work with youth centres and that, doesn't he? But so he's like, but they are. But he's you know, down for the sport. Do, you know do you know what they're really good at? They are really good at making. They're just trained in making you feel special and making you feel like, oh, you know. They, it's, Charles is all. Oh, it's amazing. Would you do so hard with this? You know, this crowd? Because I know he just spoken to the other comic who died in his ass and um, and just gone to him because I was. So, I'm not telling you the other comic was. And he's gone to him. Oh, with new bad luck with the tough crowd. And he said to me, Oh, you did so well. It's, it's so tough with this crowd. And this make you feel special. And you just float oh, into a sort because of, he's been doing that for years. Exactly. He is been doing small talk at these showy events oh wonderful industry but it's that, it's that thing have you got po- an email like, oh, we've got some live work but, coming up but at very James posh and- people are brilliant at this yeah. This is they are brilliant at going oh, but that's why Boris that's why people voted Boris Johnson Boris Johnson is good at going oh I'm a bit mad a bit, oh, I'm sure you're all wonderful oh, I'm sure you're great yeah. there's that way of just they're, they're almost trained to, I used to talk it about it doesn't work as well around here it's, though that sort of yeah, but, it's that, but what they're doing is I think they're deflecting attention from their ridiculous privilege they're, they're going oh of course you're Great, you're fantastic. Posh people do it the whole time. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, that's great what you do. Complimentary, and they're flirty. Yeah, like, don't, don't, don't think about the money I was born into and all my. I'm business. not incredible. Think, you're incredible. Exactly. I'm worth eighty nine million pounds independently. Exactly. You, but you've got both your shoes on. Phenomenal. I think that, that's how you tell super posh. That's right. how you. T- I wanted to reach. They that put level. themselves I I, down and build yeah, you up. I'm middle middle class. No one likes us. Right. So it's upper middle and upper class are all. Yeah, you you lot get a lot of the shit from us. Yeah, because we sort of blame you for what the people above you are yes. doing. Like, yeah. yeah. So you get stick from the working class without any of the benefits, really. Exactly. Yeah. And about stick Mate, from the working Adam, thinks, no, Adam thinks Adam thinks I'm a Tory because I drank watermelon flavored Lucasade. So that's <laughs> all. It, Come on, no. That's that what, is. Mate, that is a bit right wing. Working isn't class it? Adam is. Quite to not go for the orange or the original. <laughs> Even the originals a bit lib dem. What the but fuck like, are you wearing? <laughs> Knitwear. Ooh, didn't realise I was hanging out with the if fucking you, Sultan of Brunei. If, <laughs> if, <laughs> if you at any point during the winter turn up to this podcast in a cardigan, it's over. <laughs> What's wrong with a cardigan? It's just no. You can wear it because it's ironic. He can't wear a fucking oh. cardigan. Dan. So I do. I immediately think of the end scene of Greece. Yeah, Dewey turns up in a cardigan. What are you yeah. doing there? And then it's, it dances. He becomes cool again. So but you can have she's that all sexy. Yeah, <laughs> she does look good at the end. I, think, I do I love think... the way you're both wearing baseball caps. It's well, so. It's like we're trying to get a sponsorship. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, it's because Send he's young hats. and I'm bald. Like, um, I just. It, but it does look how bad it looks. This with these headphones. <laughs> Oh, but it's very, it's very, it's It looks quite, like an out of work Moby impersonator. <laughs> it's quite sweet. Though. Do you like house music? Moby. Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck it. I'm going to ride it out. You do look like a couple of guys going, yeah, so where, you know, 
down here in Texas and we're voting for Trump and you, you listen to our thing. You, know, you think we're just, the high Trump voters, you reckon? I don't think you're Trump voters, be- I just think you look a bit. I think a lot of people in the British podcasting game think we're very alt-right, so that really... <laughs> <laughs> but they make jokes that you can't make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how'd your patron do? What, what? <laughs> <laughs> How um, this is why I'm not wearing a cardigan. Yeah. You know, this is the sort of thing I come on where I think I'm an edgy comic and I'm just not, and I come on a show like this and go quite frightened. Anything <laughs> <laughs> could be said because that's my thing. Yeah, yeah I my... bet you when you were driving here today, you didn't think anyone was going to tell the queen, the queen to go fuck herself. Exactly, <laughs> especially someone who wants to be on the royal variety. Yeah, that's so weird. I want to be. I'm going to fucking go for the. Oh, no, I would absolutely do it, but I also, you know, there's uh, a working class. With socialist ideals, who lives within me, who just can't. Like so what said- would you actually do? Because you're not a fucking. You play the. <laughs> you play the game. But would you be like instead of saying, "Mom," be like, "Are I mate?" <laughs> what, what? I think I'd say, "What's happening?" How oh, are we? You wouldn't. You would say. You would say, "Your Royal Highness or Your Majesty," and then you'd play it all. I, I swear <laughs> on the grave of my mother, I absolutely would not. Really? If I met the Queen Let's say it's the Queen And what's his name Is it Philip Philip Big lad Philip <laughs> Just say big fella hey, I'd, boss. Just, I'd just go Like I Do they come together Or do they come one at a time They, they a- come sort of What is the time Because she's she's like a grandma And he's like your mad old granddad Let's do it say, Let's do it We're in the right. line so, But who comes first It's him innit uh, She came first, first Right mate. Yeah she so, no, Not that joke But yeah Sorry <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyone Anyone <laughs> Are we not doing it The Scottish day <laughs> Sorry So I'd say how are we to the Queen? So we're coming down the line. How are we? How are we? Nice to meet you. I've seen all your money. You fucking little rat. <laughs> if the Queen said to me, you fucking little rat. You'd be respected though, wouldn't you? I, I'd be happier than I've ever been. <laughs> if the Queen of England said, you fucking little rat. Where? Imagine what England, Queen of England. England. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say, I'd say, how are we to the Queen? How are we, Liz? And then to the, Philip, I'd just say, what's happening, Phil? Do you know? Oh, I know. What what is, I know. Is, a, I know. We're joking, but I think he would. How? I think. He I'm would. not listening. I would. No. The problem is, first of all, they hold. They don't really go to it anymore because that's yeah. very old. So it is usually the youngest. Netflix for you. Isn't it? They're all watching uh, it. <laughs> well, if it was the other James. one, if it was Charles and Camilla, Charlie. Yeah. Charlie! See, the thing is, if you did something like that, that's the thing. That's, that, is, that is the potential for greatness. Because, yeah. you, because, you know, people do Royal Variety, people forget it. If you said something like that and people heard it, that would be, the, you know, all the, the tabloids would go... I was... Just, 100%. I remember speaking... Sorry, I'm, like, showing how old I am. Because I remember when Michael McIntyre first did it and I saw him and said, do you know what I've always thought? I've always thought if I got Royal Variety, I'd go in for a hug because it would be all over the tabloids. You'd go viral. And, and you probably might get attacked by just security. Just as you got hit by security. Yeah, you would get, they, just the hug they went for a hug oh my god they, because it would get you so much media attention but it would be it would be cynical no but I would I, I would say what's happening and I would say how are we because I just would because also if I get it once <laughs> I know I'm not getting it twice <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> so I might as well just lean into the if Hal, if Hal, if you embrace the Queen mm. you're not getting booked again are you no actually he made me feel safe the security is unbelievable unbelievable we we did a run we're at the Palladium second time I did it and we'd done a little rehearsal on stage of all the bow at the end things went back to our rooms and there's sniffer dogs in our dressing room in the comedian's dressing room luckily just sniffing for explosives did it in Blackpool you have armed police all round backstage and actually walking round where did you you didn't where does the Queen stay when she plays Blackpool oh I think she flew in and flew out Right. Oh, one of the bed and breakfasts on the prom, Dan. Yeah, yeah. 
I remember the hotel we stayed in. It was like, yeah, they don't have any like really flash hotels in Blackpool, do they? No, 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 no. They don't have. Like, it's, it's been a rough fifty years for yeah. that town. <laughs> they got some fucking. It's one of the most terrifying towns in Britain, Blackpool, Blackpool, Preston, Sazabayu, and Nottingham. They're the three places where I feel like I might be attacked at any point. <laughs> yeah, but it's from fucking Toffee. Yeah, but the thing is, Nottingham, <laughs> Nottingham, to me, always seems not that threatening, but does have a really high murder the rate. Gordon, and stuff. capital of the UK, yeah. Nottingham. See. If I want to get a gun, talk about hackstats.com. But do you know what? Often it can be, if it's like, if it's uh, hardcore, like gangsters, they run the place and keep it quite safe. That's why I live. Hal, you, that accent, no. the, the, the information you just delivered <laughs> did not suit the voice you I used. I was driving. I think it's about hardcore gangsters. <laughs> hardcore gangsters. They really look after you. And if shit goes down, it <laughs> fucking goes hey, down. Your protection, and then your house is well, fine. I, I mean, I live in Enfield, which is above it, but we, so quite often we go through the area of Green Lanes, which is sort of. Uh, what is Green Lanes? It's down from um, sort of Turnpike Lane. Anyway, that's that part of London. And there's it's a bit like, of Green Lanes. Like, ha- no, like Tottenham yeah, Way. Yeah, it's too, yeah, but it's not as far as Tottenham. But anyway, it's further. Um, sort of Wood Green, Turnpike Lane. This sort of Green Lanes area. Anyway, that is apparently it's the fucked. heroin capital of Europe. And we were driving through there the other day with my wife. And I went, that weird this is the heroin capital of Europe. Because it's actually... Feel, there's a lot of extra shops where they're sort of laundering money. There's too many food shops, but <laughs> but it's a very it, no, but it is run by gangsters, and you and and people do go. But it's actually really nice, and so that, maybe that's the same with Nottingham. Do you know but what the area needs? Calm. More heroin import. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if you're not in the game, it's not like you're either getting shot or sold heroin. Exactly. At these places, you can still buy a fucking muffin of a Sunday yeah, morning if you want one. We're just civilians passing through. You want um, what a blueberry muffin? This is Costa. <laughs> it's, you know, this is the heroin capital of the. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, it's the there's another the, the gun crime of Nottingham. I didn't know that one about that area of London, mm. but um, there was one going around Leeds about 15 years ago because there'd been an attack on Hyde in Hyde Park in Leeds. It's where my doctor now lives. Quite hard, isn't it? She's a student. Okie doke. Yeah, she suddenly tried to burgle a house the third day they were in. Bu- anyway. Buckle up for oh this story. Oh God, um, <laughs> it, it there was two rapes, gay oh rapes. Oh. There was two gay rapes in a few months. And it became known as the gay rape capital of <laughs> Europe. Not not just the UK, Europe. And for a while there, you couldn't mention that area of leagues without someone going, yeah, it's the gay rape capital of of Europe. And you're like, I've gigged there. Like, I gig there every sort of three or four weeks. So it, not a sniff. Does that mean that there was only... Yeah, two. Uh, only two. two. So it was the only one gay rape in Europe? Yeah. You said there was two gay rapes and that was the capital? I'm... Honestly, talking out of turn, I don't have the stats or the league table of gay rape. Politician over here, I don't actually have the figures to back up. Obviously, what I say. But isn't, it, isn't it the truth that actually we like it? We like those stories of all oh, around us. It's, it's like when you go to Belfast and Europa Hotel, and every, if you say in the Europa Hotel, oh, it's the most, this is the most bombed hotel in Europe, and you go, you know, it, people no. like bombed. because maybe because it makes us feel, yeah, you see, we're quite hard because we survived that, especially. London, which is gentrified area plus ne- really next to a hard area. It's such rubbish. And you hear people go, yeah, I live in Brixton. I live in Notting Hill. It's actually yeah. very rough. People like and, the legend of and, it. And they want that image of that actually they're living on the streets and stuff. But I used to do, I used to do a joke about this, about the fact that anywhere in Britain is basically not that scary compared to most of... If you're from Brazil yeah, or yeah, Mexico yeah. or or in the a fa- city, the favelas. USA... We sound Nottingham's pa- edgy, honestly. Yeah, we sound a bit pathetic going, be careful around there. It, it is like... Honestly, once you get past the Pizza Express, it's a little <laughs> bit naughty down exactly. there. I love people who live in, like... <laughs> I remember when uh, I moved to Chester 
I lived in Chester for a year with Danny McLaughlin. No. And uh, he was like, just to let you know, lad. At the time, <laughs> I was living in my auntie's in Dovecot, which is the area I grew up in. Yeah. I was like, just to let you know, I don't want to be surprised. You know, when the road you're going to live on, Eamon Road, it is a bit rough. I don't want you to have any false ideas. And then he picked me up from my auntie's to take me over. And he was like, yeah, where we're living is not fucking rough. Because like. <laughs> there's people by me, my auntie's who've got speedboats but haven't got fucking front fences. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And if you've got a speedboat and you don't have a gaze around there, it's a bit of a rough area. Is that, the, is that the giveaway? It is, yeah. It's speedboats that they won on like scratch cards and that. Um, <laughs> scratch card speedboats. Is that a Liverpool thing? Yeah. It's like a postcode lottery thing. Yeah. yeah. Here's a fucking speedboat. Don't look in the hole. How much? Is, sorry, I'm I'm a bit tired, I think, because I'm going. I immediately went, how much is a speedboat? Depends on who. It, it, you need to know a guy. <laughs> he knows everyone. Can you get a speedboat? Also, don't worry about speedboats. You're not doing the fucking Royal Variety again. I so. know. I know. That income you can get a speedboat for 300 <laughs> quid second hand if you pass exchange for a fiesta. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Do you reckon you can get a speedboat and a gun before midnight? Yeah. Easily, Do you it. could get. I, I, we were talking. In see, the first... I'm excited about stuff like this, but it's on a podcast. But you really think you could get a gun? You would know how to get a gun. So we were talking about this in the first oh, half. Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it's and okay. Blackpool, Preston, and Nottingham are rough. <laughs> exactly. Go on, Adam. I said I reckon I could get a gun within six hours. My dad's got a mate called Scottish Ryan. Yeah. Who I, I know has got at least one gun. So if he's got a second one, he might be able to sell it to me. Yeah. Or if not, <laughs> his face. He knows, like, he definitely knows someone who could get me, you know. I'm not saying, like, a, an Uzi or anything. He's going to be doing a lot of business now, isn't he? How <laughs> so got... from, not from the same. How's thinking, like, what would that do to your life insurance? <laughs> well, I do reckon within six hours, I could get, a, like, a, a cap, like, a. A cap gun. <laughs> I could get one of them. What is a cap gun a copy of? A revolver. Yeah. I reckon. Prove it. Have you ever shot a gun? Because my this is no this is not like a <laughs> my view of you as a northern act mm. is that you're Hal Crutenden, who's from Goodstock. You do seven gigs a night because you're the famous. You don't just do t- doubles or treble. Like the weird, if you've never like, it's a weird thing. But on the circuit, Hal's got this amazing reputation <laughs> of being able to like not just do two gigs a night or three. But yeah. like, I've got to fuck off because I do have five of the gigs yeah. tonight. So in my head, heard... you've got like a you've got land where you do shooting and like oh the grouse are in. <laughs> I actually heard before long before we'd met. Yeah. I heard that that was like a. You know, like the the circuit legend stories. Is that like you, you would squeeze like five, six, and seven gigs yeah, in? It wasn't. It was uh, hardly ever did I do. I think I did hardly six. ever did I, I, did, I did seven, but I in a night. But I would often. There was a certain period where I would often do five on a Saturday night. I'd yeah. do. I'd try and do nine to ten on a Friday and Saturday. So you, you're talking do the early show at the store, yeah. the boat, and then go and do yeah. what? Like, oh, and there was jonglers as well. There was maybe two jonglers. This is like 2004. If, to be fair, if two I... Two jonglers, two stores, and another little one, a nice one for fun. It was quite... Re- sorry, the one that you don't... Well, I enjoy the store, actually, but the, the, jong- I always do the third jonglers. one for fun. No, but, <laughs> one, two, four, and five for but the I, money. I think I've got that... I've got that slight guilt over... The fact that we do a job that isn't a proper job, and when you get home sweating, going, "I've done five gigs, I've actually done," you suddenly you feel you could have been a, you know, it yeah. is like doing a shift down a mine, or oh, it's I not know. the same. But to be fair, <laughs> when I go to if I do a London store weekend, mm. I'll do at least three and often five on the Friday and Saturday because yeah. you can get top secret before the London store, and then you do the London store, then you can go to Chiswick and do headliners or yeah. the boat, and then back and do the late show. At the yeah, store. and that's and it's doable. But like Hal had a reputation for doing that. Like the Reggie, the idea yeah. was that that was how you did your weekends every weekend. For us, that's like a random fucking busy one in London. Yeah. Well, I remember I supported 
I mean, Rob, I supported Rob Brydon in 2009 for like a year. For he did a lot, big tour. And he always found it funny because I would work out where, where we were, which theatres were on. And I would be going to maybe two other gigs after opening for him. And I, then I did, we did a run in London. And he just always found it hilarious. And I was always, but it's because, I think it's because I had, um, I had kids quite er- too early in my career. My wife had a good job and we had two kids and she really couldn't keep doing her job. And suddenly I went, oh my God, we're going to earn all this money from stand up. And yeah, that's right. why I just, went mad for Mate, money the dynamic of my house <clears throat> is Laura wanting quality time yeah. and it makes me look when I'm like well we've got the podcast and then we've, I've, I've got to do gigs because yeah. I feel like and it makes Laura sometimes thinks that I'm like think I'm more important than her or anything you're like it's not that it's just you like feel a pressure to earn so you yeah. just have to when you become a dad you like raise your game and all of a sudden it's like oh we'll see what comes in you're fucking putting a podcast on you're fighting for work and it, yeah. and it's a bit like I don't know you f- it's a bit obsessive almost of like well, I've got to do all these things because well, of the pressure and I find Covid actually has made me go back to that in terms of I did a gig on my birthday I'd, I'm probably going to do a gig new, I'm going to gig around Christmas which I don't usually do I might, I've been offered something between Christmas and New Year that I'm thinking oh yeah I'll do it because you just started to take and panic and do is, you, is your wife alright with it is she used to is she, she used just, it's 20 years she's just so fed up <laughs> she's so fed up it's like comedy widow how long have you are you, are you married you I am recently single, single. <laughs> so like like I, I've got a three bedroom house that I rent in Liverpool, and obviously all the bills and that. Mm. Um, and now that she's gone, I'm actually saving money because I'm not paying for her food as well as all of that. So, <laughs> I'm a, I'm living Christmas a, is going to be good this year, boy. A very different lifestyle. I'm where you were. Like we're five years married, got a three and a half year old. Oh, but it is. Have have another because that that tips you into the a new level of hell. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, we're expected. Oh, hell. brilliant. <laughs> It is so hot. I just want to see you suffer. <laughs> can I just say? I, can I just say? I totally d- deserve that. After the Leeds University gay rape capital of Europe, you were well, like, okay, well, yeah, one all no, now, motherfucker. No, no. Yeah, that was a cul-de-sac that we did very well. I, I just find lots of my friends were very young, free and single when I had little kids, and I'm really enjoying mine being old and sort of leaving now, and all the panic people are going through because actually there is a lot more time to just. Go. We seen someone the other day. It was proper stark. So we seen a lab we went to school with. We were in the car park of McDonald's and we'd just been shopping and I think we were on our way here to record an episode and this lad was like in overalls and a high vis covered in paint and plaster and shit and we were like we went to school with him and that's been his full day and we know for a fact he's got at least one kid I think two and we were like he's our age and we've been shopping on a Tuesday and now we're going to talk shite in a fucking box for a few hours and it's just like, I'm quite grateful for I that. hope he listens to this. <laughs> yeah. He'll just be tying the rope up, putting his head through the noose. <laughs> you know. I'll just have kids eventually, though. I do want kids. I, see, I can't wait, because then I'm going to lord it. Oh, I'm now in the I'm in the war zone of this, mm. but te- 10 years behind me, and I'm he's giving me stick. He's like, that's a fucking piece of bit. Have one kid, have six, it don't matter. I can't wait he, to be where yeah. you are now with your mates with him. That's going to be I've had a dog, choice. though, so I've had practice. Oh, for God's sake. No, it's not like I'm not saying it's the same, but like it's a warm up in it. Yeah. yeah, I must. I no. I mean, I I must admit, dogs. Now we've got two dogs, so I was about to say I care about my dogs more than my daughters. But no, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. But it is so. It's just it's been so special. I love my. I live for my dogs. No, but I don't remember. Maybe it is easier. It is so much easier to have dogs than kids because kids do. They are complicated, and you fuck them up, and you you know. Yeah, you don't still- have to pay for dogs to go to university. Exactly. My two. 
are now at the age. Well, one's doing a, she's doing a like foundation course, and my oldest is is at Leeds doing art as well because they, they're both doing art stuff. And um, it is nice. You just begin to get the payback now, where they're leaving and they they just know there's a way out. They know there's a, a valve. They don't hate you so much. I've, and also, is yours? A, you've got a boy, haven't you? I've got a little girl. Oh, a little girl. Oh, and fingers crossed for another little girl because they won't judge you. They just let you off shit because you're just a, you're not a proper. You know, you won't be judged the same way your your wife will be judged because I think you oh. judge your own sex parent much more because you model yourself on them. Oh, more. I definitely do that. Yeah. yeah, both my parents are raging alcoholics, but my mum, I'm sort of like, I get it, and my dad. Yeah, <laughs> your mum's cute. I, honestly, down. get with murder. It's lovely. It's lovely to have girls. And now I, you've got now you've got time it, for yourself. You're just your own. You've the kids have gone. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for that. No, no. Tell it me is, what that's like. No, it is lovely. having time for yourself and being able say, to be I, your own person. I still say horrible things. I, 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 I'm doing this on stage because I because they took me out of my fiftieth birthday. This was so perfect. Uh, I didn't know my wife was doing a surprise party very last minute because I said I don't want a party and I'd been a bit all moody about it. But she was doing one because I then I said, oh, maybe it'd be nice. Um, I don't relate and, to that at all. You know, and I they, want all the parties. Oh, I don't no, get I just... a big surprise for my 30th. You better start talking to me dad soon. 18 months to go. Oh, but I'm out. just miserable. But but my daughters took me out. Said, we're taking you out. And they were like, you know, 19 and 17 at the time. Took me out in London. We did all these things we wanted to do. We did like stupid things like an escape room. And we went for a meal. And we just had a really good time. And I sat in the cafe at the end of it. And I said to both of them, you two are the best thing that's ever happened to me. That's how shit my life is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was, and they did laugh, thank God. They do know, but I just think there's been so much piss taking that, that I, I worry about the damage I've done because they are real piss takers. They're incredibly rude to me. Oh, how how are they I with, because you haven't really had a chance to experience this yet because your child's so young. How are mm. your daughters with the fact that you are not only a comedian, but, you know, a famous comedian? You've been on a lot of telly. Do, do, do they, do you talk about it? Do they. Have they no, had- I like I'm no, but the thing is I'm low level fame. They don't really respect it. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> they don't have. And I, but I, I like being with my youngest. My youngest, but both my daughter. I'm not saying this as a oh they're beautiful. They are very beautiful girls. Surprisingly good looking. In fact, me, if I lose weight, you would see there's real quality. Um, <laughs> you're, but, you're so fit. You and the on. Queen have a well fit. I've passed that on. As <laughs> my wife's good looking. Uh, no, but my daughters are beautiful. But my youngest is like people t- turn because she's bright red hair she's got very very beautiful red hair and people really notice her if I'm with her people notice me because people are looking for some reason oh red haired girl and then people recognise me so she thinks I'm much more famous than my other daughter who's much more my colouring which is actually brown hair brown and eyes and she thinks you're and a really attentive dad like dad asked me to go everywhere yeah. <laughs> I, I, so st- nice. I, that level do, do you know what I mean when someone stopped me in a shop the other day and said uh Oh, you're that comedian. I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it like being famous? I said, well, I'm not that famous because I'm loving this. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I love people recognising me. And I've had, if I go, you know, I, I'm at that thing where I go to a rugby match or something and I get spotted all the time. Something about being in a big group and people who have had a few drinks and they all come up to you and things. And I love it because most of the time, no. You know, but you, it drives you mad a little bit, doesn't it? Like sometimes I remember just before he went to Japan last year, so I I only really get recognised in Liverpool, and it happens more on a night out than like during the day. Yeah. But on a night out, I get quite a lot of people. Oh, you're that fucking Adam! I've seen your thing about that fella. And we were on a night out. We were in a bar which is shut now, isn't it, Maya? Yeah, it's just so, shut. Yeah, yeah. So there's a bar in Liverpool called Maya, okay. where he knows a lot of the people who work there. We're just in there having a drink, and in the space of about 10, 15 minutes, there's like five or six people come over, one after the other, all independently. 
going, oh, like, can I just get a quick picture with you? And they, because they don't care who you're with, people who recognise you yeah. from something, you're just an anonymous, and they'll just hand the camera to him and go, yeah. take a picture, <laughs> take a picture, right? And he got really pissed off, and I love it. And he went, he waited for the song to die down, the end of a song, and went, everyone. Adam Rowe is here and if anyone <laughs> gives a fuck come and do something about it now <laughs> we had a little queue of about six people and oh, then that was it oh my god fucked <laughs> up he's like I'm not being your fucking Instagram these girlfriend two, these two night. are best friends but it's a really abusive relationship yeah there's a lot of gaslighting going on um, oh, you, do, do you find that is that thing with men, isn't it? We can't just be nice to each other. Yeah, I love you, you, you prick. Exactly. Yeah. You can't be best mate to someone until you know where, when, and how you're going to kill them. <laughs> Always with murder. And he's trying to buy guns. I'm not trying to buy Should guns. Hey, hey, hey. Have you fired a, a handgun? No. No, I haven't. Do you, I, I've, I've, I've done shotgun. Sh- I've done shotgun. Yeah. But I, I remember being in, uh, I was doing a little. I don't know if they still do it I think Just for Laughs do a tour of Canada that's one of the best comedy gigs you can do it's like a month and you go with a little group and it's really easy doing 15 minutes a night in big theatres <laughs> and it was lovely there's me Danny Boy and uh, David O'Doherty and then oh great Bill yeah can, but a Canadian an American compere and a Canadian all the crew are Canadian and we went to West Edmonton shopping mall which is one of the big it was once a massive shopping mall in, in the world it was the biggest in the world they have a gun range there and it was so weird to see the different culture of we're in this gun shop and they went yeah do you want to pay $50 and we'll get a gun and shoot guns and I suddenly went I really thought yeah I'm going to do it and all these Canadians the Americans went off and did it and then Danny Boy put his arm around me and went this isn't for us is it hell and we just walked away sadly because just too scared the idea of going yeah firing a Glock firing just a in case you like, oh my god I don't know what to do with it no, bang no, I, just, I, just, I shot David just, O'Donkerton it's just that thing it's just that thing of I'm just scared of guns because we just grew yeah, up yeah I know what you mean I know what you mean I still I find it offensive I, no I, don't get me wrong I would I'd definitely do it but to them, it's very that that won't be the first time they've had a gun. Like, exactly, you, uh, uh, like a, a, a like a, a shotgun, or mm. uh, maybe I, you know I, someone that's something to do with agriculture. Yeah, but those are f- proper firearms. But, it would make you go. But to I them, they're up. like, of course, I've got everyone's got guns. We've got one at home. I grew up playing Grand Theft Auto, and I feel like I'm an expert marksman yeah. waiting to be See, given. But but I thought like when there's been a terrorist attack or something, and there's been but even when there isn't, you're like a year after when there hasn't been anything, and suddenly I'll walk through a tube station in London, and police are there with big guns in like Leicester Square, and I almost want to walk up to them and go, I think that's just sets a nasty atmosphere. Can't they sit in a van? Well, how? And if something, do, do, I wouldn't say it a to gym them. in Merseyside on Merseyside, two gyms this uh, oh, yeah. yesterday got shut down with fucking police with guns with machine guns. So is that you where your you don't need terrorist attacks out? anymore? <laughs> <laughs> you just need fucking Gold's Gym to stay open in a tier three. What the fuck are you doing? The thing is, like, in trade. the police's defence, and I wouldn't do this often, you know, if you're turning up to a gym, especially like MMA gyms and that, take a yeah. good idea to have a weapon, isn't it? Because if they know how to do Krav Maga, it's then when, you're fucked. It's when, <laughs> it's when soft plays are opening up illegally. That's yeah. when the machine, Get yeah. out the fucking ball, Pool! <laughs> <laughs> you fucking, I warned you once. There's kids from Liverpool as well who, you know, they're fucking handy. Yeah, just <laughs> straight down the slide and then bang you out. Do you have that? It is it is unfashionable to say, but there is something sexy about guns as well. Yeah, is it just me? There is so the I, I love to walk down the street just once with a big gun. I know that's really I bad. Would love to so see even that. though I, I think it's, even though I, I think it's disgraceful, I would love to just walk. Adam, around. buy the gun, 
and then give it to Hal so he can walk through the high street of Runcorn. Like, like a, a girl holding a gun as well. It is like oh. a girl in a Liverpool oh. top, knickers, a massive gun. Oh yeah, those like office glasses on, <laughs> like fr- f- um, lensless glasses. AKA forty-seven. When you absolutely puzzled if it had to be motherfucker in the room. Why are you shaking your head? Are you telling me that wouldn't turn you on? Girls with guns. A girl kits. with a gun and a fussy top and, 40 and kits glasses. And gu- forty kids and guns and a bow. You would a sex bow. Yeah. You could vote Trump though, couldn't you? What With you everything you've just said. That was so like Alabama shit. Yeah. Yeah. I just you want a sexy girl. Shoot some guns. Shoot some gators. But it is bad. We, we sat we, on we... a bale of hay. What <laughs> <laughs> a bale. Why? Because it's just fit, isn't it? No, it's it fun. is. Yours. It feels like a Playboy theme. You Don't look. look. You can look at me like I'm weird all you want because you have this fucking weird thing where you can't admit that things are good because you've got this like persona <laughs> to live up to. At the end of the day, we're all into weird shit, and this is mine. And I don't believe any of you wouldn't like this. So you if you to- turned up, if you got home tonight and like in your back garden, Laura got loads of bears. <laughs> she was sat there in a fucking. Uh, New what? Orleans Saints top with a fucking air rifle, some nice glasses on, and she was like, "Oh, Dan, you're home from podcasting. Why don't you come and give Mama some bullets? You're telling me that you wouldn't be like, is... I'm into it. Do you I, know what? Do, I we... just want normal sex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she can spend a lot less money. Old, yeah, just, uh, and yeah, just, I just any like sex. a shag. <laughs> No, we, my wife is a weirdly brilliant shot. We've done air rifle shooting. Isn't she Northern Irish? She's Northern Irish. And so I promise you this happened. We're in the south of France and she shoots the balloons, gets all the balloons. We're at a fair in the south of France years ago and the guy went Irish to her. So they have a reputation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she, did you fucking know? No, but it's unbelievable. But no, but she's a, like a natural shot. And we've, when we've done, we, she, we've gone... Sh- never leave do. her, Hal. Never no, leave her. I'm never going to mess We went shooting in Japan and she won. And she, her, oh, her really? mum's Irish. Must be. It's a weird, the Irish... It's, we shouldn't do stereotypes about terrorism. No. But We've got loads of people that watch in Ireland. Maybe just... They are... Well, they're very farming. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that's a general... Like, look. Mate, if you live in fucking Belfast right now, you're like, yeah, we're really in a farming round here, huh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm the person... I spend quite a lot of time in Ireland, so it's very silly of me to make offensive comments. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Right, let's oh. have a little word from a sponsor, and then we'll be back. So we've got a brand new sponsor today, guys. It is Manscaped. These are the best in men's below-the-belt grooming, and Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched in the UK. We've gone years without using the right tools over here. They've been massive in America for a while, and you could be one of the first men in the country to experience this stuff. At the amount of times I have nicked around my pub area, then gone for a shower and it stings like fuck, is exactly why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 the third lawnmower and it features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents no more nicking those balls when i say this is premium i mean it it's the best razor i've ever used the battery lasts an hour and a half the water resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower one of the coolest features is the led light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming you get a little torch on your balls 
They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with the Quiet Stroke trademark technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. That looks boss, the charging stand. It looks nice, not that ugly. Not going to make your bathroom look all non-fancy. I know you've just had it done up because it's been locked down and that. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Let's get that bush to touch clean. Let's get the balls to the gooch all tidy and shiny. And you can get 20% off because you listen to this amazing podcast and free shipping. You get that with the code WORD at manscaped.com. So go to manscaped.com and apply the code WORD. WORD, that's W-O-R-D, when you check out and your balls are going to be thanking you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WORD at manscaped.com. Two mics, two lids, and a lot of time on their hands. This is Have A Word. We are Sorry, I, I forgot about that one. It's fine. <laughs> about that bit. Sorry, I just forgot that you can edit this. So we, of course, I keep going, oh, it's live, it's going... <laughs> if this was live-streamed, we'd have been cancelled a long time ago. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I what? keep having interesting questions. It is because I've been Ask in the them. car go, for a long oh, time. Oh, yeah, go. Go. Are you terrified of the idea of live TV? Um, well, not. Uh, it's not terrifying. I'm very fortunate now that we have the following that this podcast does. Mm. Because if I get in trouble for something I say, like, I can't talk explicitly about it on this. I'll talk to you afterwards, and yeah. I will talk about it more on a Patreon episode. But I, um, I had a little problem earlier this year with contractually... Basically, I'd put a joke out on the internet, yeah, and someone I was in a I was in a professional relationship with were like, "Take that down," and I said, "No, I'm not setting that precedent." Um, yeah, so I'm. Um, it's the 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 freedom of this podcast. We talk, we if something's funny on this, we say it, and that's why it's doing well because our listeners are like, they yeah. just it's like two mates in the pub. So I'm not terrified of it because I feel like anyone who follows me and likes me, if I said something wrong on live TV. Yeah. They'd love it even more. And yeah, <laughs> no, but that is that is the thing is just of accepting it. I've spent so. I think I was listening to a, to the the, Ish, the Ishan episode. Yeah, and there was a moment that I went, God, that's so true. Of of you think most comics, and I did this, of being very good and very nice, and then you reach a point in your career, you go, Oh fuck it, I just want to say what I want to say. Yeah, but you've you've started like that. Okay. <laughs> oh no, Dan, it was you were talking about it, Dan, that you have censored yourself and you're trying to censor yourself less now. I think this has given me the the the, but, the almost like the the platform to just go, oh, this is actually my sense of humour yeah. because I want to be employable on the circuit and the circuit hasn't come to see me. Yeah. The circuit is Claire's birthday. It's yeah. a work do from from fucking Nando's or whatever and then all of a sudden they're like that's offensive yeah. and you're like but but Adam do you do that thing of being you know saying outrageous things early in your career it's a very good move because old thingy um, you know um, <laughs> Russell Brand I remember watching him first doing uh, Big Brother Big Brother's yeah. Little Brother or something yeah, yeah, yeah. and I would go fuck Who's, where did the balls come from to do something so he would suddenly go as Nietzsche said and I'm going you're doing Big Brother's yeah. Little Brother and you're <laughs> talking shit and it's so brave and I wish I just wish I'd been brave really early in my career because I find now I'm brave what now happened for me really on, in, in that regard is like the the two comics that made me want to do stand up were Jason Manford and Kevin Bridges and mm. I, like they were my they were my gateway drugs into it yeah. and I, I'd I'd already watched like Richard Pryor and Peter Kay and Lee Evans before that because my mum was a huge comedy fan mm. they got me into comedy but then as I sort of developed as a comic I started to discover a lot more American comedy and my mm. favorite American comedians are sort of that we, we've covered this a million times on this show about like 
the, the comics who will say something that they don't necessarily believe but yeah. they've found an argument for it yeah. and I'm, I'm obsessed with like courtroom dramas and I love how a lawyer will defend the defendant even though he knows they're guilty yeah. because he can do it so if I can pick the side of an argument and go this is what I believe and here's how I can make it funny even if I don't actually agree with it I'll just yeah. do it because it's that's better comedy to me is here's what I think and 200 people in the audience go no 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 we don't like that and then yeah. five minutes later they can see where you're coming from and they've laughed along the way I just exactly. I, I prefer but that o- type but of also stuff. it's that relaxation of people seeing somebody being really true to themselves I think it's a re- I think I, I think that's the internet is is the is the great the, the end of the gatekeepers yeah. so the BBC has, is paid for by the licence fees and they have they, they have to read your script before they allow you to say mm. these things the internet will kill the BBC and I'm not even saying I don't respect the BBC for what they've achieved in broadcasting and yeah. everything but that level of that set of rules for comedy is crippling and that that'll die away and, and if this is why this is exciting because it feels like we're on the winning team early yeah. with this level of production but, uh, you can't say that you can't say that people are grown ups yeah. they don't want they'll decide what they like and don't like oh you couldn't possibly say that because Marjorie yeah. from fucking Tewkesbury isn't going to listen to this shit well then she shouldn't listen well I, I had that I, but, but do you have that with that thing of how you want to be perceived as because I realised I've, I've got uh, you know I got lots of following from doing shows that were like Live at the Apollo which is all heavy, heavily edited or bake off extra slice and night, funny jokes about cakes and being sweet and all the rest. not so edgy then, not so edgy then, that demographic online I'm getting much more political and much more unpleasant and I remember Jason Manford wrote something and, and someone and, and I quite like saying something political and I lose fans I go that's good because I'm not weeding out people who disagree with me it's because they disagree with me with no sense of humour then you should go because I don't want you coming to my yeah, shows okay, and going yeah, yeah. oh he's horrible about Trump and all the rest and this woman said to Jason Manford I used to like Hal Crunden but then I followed him on here and he's he's far too political and rude and I said I am not rude fuck you <laughs> but but it was just that thing of 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 when you're a younger comic and I still see it in young comics going hello I'm having a great time on the show and, all, and they're doing that and they and I know they will get older and reach a point of going oh, I wish I'd just been fucking out brave enough to go oh fuck this and be outrageous and because those are the people that become superstars that's I, why Adam's gonna no, you can be a superstar no, too it's, it's just different it's it is a different old. era <laughs> yeah yeah because I'm 87 it's a different era now and I think young comics look up and go right who do I want to be like yeah. and if the acts like look up and go oh these guys are just saying what they want I grew up in an era where you were like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. Yeah. if you want to do this and you want to do that you've got to please these gatekeepers I think also now it's like fuck just do what you want at the root of it like what you're saying is a lot of comics early on the, the, comics are two things the first thing is they're, they're people pleasers or they want to be mm. so they lean towards that because that's the safest thing but really as well we all all just want to be ourselves and be told that it's okay because when you go on stage with a false persona this is certainly what was happening to me I was doing stories that weren't true that I'd just made up and it's getting a big laugh but I'm like well that's not really true but then when I go on stage you go here's what I think it's self-obsession I I want to hear my own opinions and get laughs for it and those jokes you only need to get a 7 out of 10 for that to feel better than a 10 out of 10 laugh for something yeah. that is not actually well, we real. Are, we are, we are the most, this is the most self-obsessed job. This is why when people talk about retraining, I can't do anything else because I am, I believe, uh, the only job <laughs> I can do is stand on stage and talk about myself and express my opinions. I'm the most self-obsessed person in the world. I can't prove that because when other people talk, I don't really listen. But... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I do this, but I, I, there was nothing else. I couldn't be. Uh, I, I, I was. I was saying I couldn't be a police officer because I'd, I'd be going. Well, where were you on the night of the murder? I know where I was. I was in a lovely little all you could eat place. <laughs> yeah, or, 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 or a doctor going. I don't think you'd live. But, I don't think you live past April, which is incidentally when I'll be in Tuscany. <laughs> but this, this is seriously true. This is how bad my self obsession is. I um, uh, did. I uh, my dream, and I know this is. Re- I, I don't know if you can. You have a similar thing like this. Uh, my dream as a comic, very and has been for quite a long time, was to get to do the sad stuff from Africa on Comic Relief. <laughs> and I know, but I and I have said that to audiences and people go fuck it was I think I was watching Ed Byrne I was watching a, a, a Bake Off does Extra Slice a few years ago and they went and I realised how much I want to do this when they went now we're going to Ed Byrne who's in Malawi and I literally went fuck Ed's got Malawi and I, I honestly at that moment but I was saying but I know if I made it to that level I would have I'd, I wouldn't be able to control my my glee at being and I would be standing there going well I'm standing here amongst street <sighs> children yeah exactly I'm, I'm with, here you're I, white exactly, I know standing here amongst street children of Uganda I, I don't think British people understand how massive a break this is <laughs> <laughs> move out the way kids you're blocking the shot you know. please, please Mr Hal I'm hungry <laughs> never mind that you're really in <laughs> get out the way lad I've just added another date in Torquay <laughs> Look hungrier. This is going to go over really well, <laughs> mate. That's fucking brilliant. Is that what defines though as comics that we are? It, are is every? I mean, is there a comic that isn't a massively self-obsessed? No, the I, religious ones. Milton no, Jones, no, no, Tim no. Vine? Let me tell you what I think no. about it. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes when we're doing bits, like we are literally having a conversation, and then you, you can do, like we've we've got the reps on this now. <laughs> we're 120 records in. We've probably done two 200 hours of podcasting maybe this year, mm. and there are bits where you're like, oh, I just want to say what I'm going to say, <laughs> and I and I know him well enough. I know when he's not there, and he's thinking, and I think he knows it's. I I've been and, sitting here doing that. You've been saying this. I've gone. Oh, I've got a little story. Oh no, no, they've gone past it. <laughs> <laughs> where, where was the story I it's had? It's just a natural thing. I'm watching all he, three of you do it. <laughs> Mike, he wants to talk. He wants to talk. We literally. Never um, mind you. Is this? <laughs> what, I do. I, but I do find it. I I like being around comics because I do think there's a level of honesty about what wankers we are. I don't think anybody's pretending. Yes, there you but go. But I hate that that doesn't extend beyond the green room. In a green room, most comics are dead sound, dead honest, and I like the sort of brute nature we were talking before about. Like when you're on a bill and you see an absolute murderer that you've got to follow and you go mm. well I'm not going to win tonight I'm going to be second because yeah. that guy's going to win because he's got the easiest spot and he's fucking brilliant it's like, like you- me and Dan tonight yeah he's going are you in the middle own. tonight no I'm comparing now. Are, you comparing? are you comparing I'll host I'll, host, I'll host, still be hard. I'll host you on beautifully <laughs> <Sorry. darling. laughs> but like in a green room and like in a setting like this where we're just together but I hate that faux humbleness that comics put on social media it, like when people are in Edmund they're like oh I'm just so happy that my little show that is just a humble little thing in this 50 seater room that I've paid 12 grand for PR for and I've got 3,000 posters everywhere I'm just so grateful for the support that is definitely not bought and paid I'm just really great and I'm humble and oh who'd have thought oh. little old me who's just done have I got news for you and live yeah. at the Apollo and QI yeah. and 8 out of 10 
no one believed in me apart from several TV producers <laughs> in the last 18 months. Could you stop quoting my Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but you was but it's so true because that it, it's that thing. Oh, I'm because you can see it, you can see it in the eyes of comics when they get breaks of going. Oh, I can't. You know, I can't believe this is happening. But actually, the thing that we all have is we don't. I don't think many comics think I'm actually the best in the world right now we think we could potentially be brilliant and yeah. I still at 51 I still think when I hit 60 I'm going to be <laughs> fucking special and I think I think so I don't think it's that arrogant it is actually just going I don't think I'm brilliant now I just think I've got the potential I love the really Johnny when does it go spoke. though when does it go when you're 75 going it's got to happen soon <laughs> honestly if I can I, I haven't got in enough name drops on this show yeah I was, you, you've I, just been like little jabbing them in when Mon- I was talking Montreal to- 2008 oh darling I was compared by Joan Rivers on uh, the Montreal Gala yeah there she is and I remember she was mid 70s at the time it's weird that because Birmingham and- Comedy left 2018 I was compared by Eddie Murphy actually <laughs> you were really <laughs> I do believe you. I do. <laughs> no, Eddie oh, Murphy good. did not perform at the Comedy Loft in Birmingham. Two no, years I, thought, I honestly thought he might have been doing. No, okay, good. Um, but I, sorry, in my world, you see, it's not funny to name drop when it's not true uh, because because <laughs> it really could be true. No, but I, no, but but and I thought and I I remember thinking I hadn't seen her for a few years. I think I'd seen she'd done a live at the Apollo a few years before. And I thought she's comparing this. Oh, you know, that on and off she's got, she's mid to late 70s. Is she was that good? She was devastatingly good. She was the best act by far. She was doing Montreal stuff. She was so fucking on it. And really sweet woman as well. Really lovely. She was back she's like, "Yeah, wasn't that great? Nobody died. It's fantastic." And she was out there just bang 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 and it made me it inspired me. Made me go, "Just keep going." Because if you can yeah. just keep alive and standing up and be able to speak, I pro- comics get George Burns wasn't he like ninety? Yeah, but they, these are, these are these are generational talents. Like, there's a reason a fucking uh, Joan Rivers is on our wall. These are generational talents that that didn't do gigs <laughs> that made them hate comedy. This is my big thing about where we're going. My career's going. Adam and I have got different career trajectories. I just want to get to a point where I can say no to those ones where I know that kind of gig. The ones where it's just badly run. The lighting sounds yeah. shit. The promoter doesn't give a fuck. The bill's crap. People are knobheads because they're selling tickets to idiots on Groupon. I, w- I don't want to do those gigs anymore. If but you can just if you can weed those out, yeah. I think you could get to 75. Because you'd be like, I love stand-up. I yeah. love doing stand-up. As long as you don't have those soul-destroying nights where you're like, what am I doing here? This is grim. That's, I think, that's, that's how you that's keep going. Because, yeah, Joan Rivers was massive. By the time she was my age, Just she was don't not going, do gig- make it so she was already big. <laughs> if you hate corporates, 30s. don't do corporates. If you yeah. hate comparing, stop comparing. Like, just weed out the things that make you not love it. But, Surely that's the you way. See, the thing is, I, you, I don't... I mean, I love corporates, and again, I, I don't want to fuck up my corporate billing uh, bookings. <laughs> but um, you but like money. Come I do. I did quite a lot of corporates. Uh, certainly before lockdown, I, I would do the last few years. I've had a lot of corporates, and I, it was one of my ma- my biggest money earners were corporates. Um, and I said to my sister once, "Yeah, if it were, I, I was moaning about how hard I work for the family, and going, I wouldn't do these corporates if it wasn't for them." And she went, "But actually, corporates do make you a better comic as well." Because they do make you deal with difficult crowds yeah. who are... So if you just do lovely art centres on your tours, I think you also get worse. So I think the thing is, yeah, that's true. circuit comics are really good because they're dealing constantly with people that don't care about we them. Talk, we talk about and, that. Yeah, and c- comics get a bit worse. Stephen Grant once said to me, um, Stephen Grant, great comic from Brighton, a Brighton theme. Um, uh, he, Stephen Grant said to me, I don't think comics are better than when they're top of the circuit. And then they leave and they never get as good 
because then because the, they get the comedy store half hour level like we mentioned <laughs> yeah. it just recently mm. flanagan peter k yeah th- when they get to that point where they're just about to go yeah. but they're still circuit sharpened like all the weaponry yeah. is razor sharp because they're playing friday night here saturday night there. why american co- we've said it a million times on here but it's why american comics at the top level mm. are so much further ahead than our top level i think because like again we've talked like bill bear taped his special in london two weeks later he was at the comedy store in la and he's doing new stuff because he's straight back in and his stuff before it goes on to his hour-long tours and that american model of you want to try new stuff get in the club you want to you want a a new bit get in a club don't book an art center and fill it full of people who love you go to the people who are just like it's 17 it's 27 dollars tonight and i don't know who's on yeah that's why we're doing Manchester tonight isn't it exactly. just because yeah. we just we just want to give you know give the fans a little surprise oh my god Dan Nightingale and Hal Cruttenden tonight. I slightly see I slightly took this gig tonight I mean it, 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 yeah it, it, I'm not doing I'm doing things just to keep gigging just to keep going it's but Covid also, rules Hal I'd, p- I'd play exactly. your garage for 25 quid at the moment exactly but also I quite like the fact of being able to say I drove to Manchester well drove, drove to Runcorn did a podcast drove to Manchester did a gig then drove home tonight because I'm saving money on a hotel and I feel quite heroic doing that because <laughs> <laughs> lots of people clap, do that to clap, very long clap, clap for comedians no, it's like my daughter's in Leeds my wife I will drive her up drop her off and drive home again my wife will drive her up and have to stay over because it's so stressful to me Oh, you know, I don't want to yeah. make a fuss about it because obviously she's got she's a very good shot. <laughs> she's not Irish, but, hey, but the she literally finds it so stressful that long drive she couldn't do it in back oh, in back in one day. Five hours before you need a break. Yeah. Um, shall we so, do what the podcast is about? Is that what we're trying to get to? What two and a half hours into the podcast? Should yeah, do, yeah. Should we do the feature? Am I longer than? My, I do talk a lot when it's somebody asks me a question. Oh, I go on pleasure. For five. I think it's my ADHD sh- thing. Can I pl- play the theme tune? Oh, I still love it, man. This is this is living in all of your minds, rent free. It's not COVID because I have had COVID. Right, it's fine. You've Just already had it. Get it panicking. I had it right at the beginning. Was it bad for you? Um, I quite, I weirdly enjoyed it. Well, I don't usually get ill, and I, I don't. I literally will get twenty four hours in bed, and this was like eight nine days in bed uh i didn't the cough wasn't actually that bad i had my covid cough um i got lots of looking after and my temperature was through the roof and i was almost a bit trippy it was really weird i remember lying there going who is putting the heating on this high i was just i found it extraordinary the temperature that one night um and and i know i had it because i've had a test for it and i've donated plasma from having it one night um dawn my wife phoned nhs 111 yeah, you you have blood taken out of your arm, and they take the plasma from the blood, put blood back in. It's a really weird process, and then they give it to people who suffering from COVID, and they think it was one of the treatments Trump had, I think. Oh. Um, and your plasma, the antibodies in your plasma help people who have it. Is that type of plasma anything to do with plasma tellies? No, not even is it, Yes, well, I made plasma tellies from my plasma. <laughs> but do, do you like blood? I don't want to show off about it, but I do. do I don't even like blood tests before, and I was shitting. I was going, "This is gonna. What if the machine goes wrong and just drains me?" Drain. I have this terror. No, yeah, I, like someone's just going to start checking Twitter no, and then exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or I also thought, what if, what if you get the psycho nurse on you? He's like, yeah, hello, nurse Shipman, medical family. Um, but you know, but um, you know, you do have that. You do have that thing of just thinking, what if? I, I hate that. And actually, when you go in there, it's if anybody has had COVID, quick advert. 
do donate plasma because it's so safe. I, I said to my wife, I said, I, I still hate having a blood test, but I'm, I'm frightened. I'd still not, I'm not at a level where I would be happy with an amateur injecting me with heroin or something down a back alley, but I still don't mind. One of those amateur smackheads rather than yeah. the, the world <laughs> no, but, series. But do you level. know what I mean? If you hate injections or blood going into, or needles into veins, it's so nice when it's a professional. I don't know how you get to the level of going, my mate Jack, will, will, he'll do... Yeah, I don't think if you're thinking about trying heroin, you're like, I would do this, but you're not even trained. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But what that am I going to do DIY heroin? That would bother the hell out of me because they're not. It's not like they're medical have people. You, have you got do... any lingering COVID stuff? Have you have had any of the? the... No, no, I've had no, no, not really. I just I, I. Uh, literally that one night when she'd phoned uh, NHS 111 and the doctor said yeah this temperature's really out of control so she had to get up every two hours and take my temperature I just think that's that was beyond the call of duty but no I, I um, did your wife then get it no that's no weird, which is indicative of the state of our marriage <laughs> <laughs> we are less close than Donald and Melania <laughs> They both got it. Get <laughs> Even taking your temperature, she never oh, got it. That was no, she so was. She did funny. cover. Her, she did wear a mask, and she was really careful. But I even once did cough in her face. I didn't know a cough because the thing with that cough you get <laughs> is you're just talking and suddenly go uh, and just and you do just cough. I just found it just catches. It was that sort of weird cough, and I coughed right in her face, and I went, "I'm so oh shit." So I was thinking, what if she? She's now so dies? hard. She didn't it. Just I know. I'm not fucking bothered. But women just don't get it the same way men do. They don't seem to get it as badly. Oh, okay. COVID. I mean, you can get it badly, but generally it's middle-aged, tubby men like me and Boris Johnson. I Great! <laughs> you are not tubby, are you? Oh, come on. It's getting there. It doesn't so, show in the face, though. That's why you. you're very Thanks, lucky. Babe. Yeah, so you look like a bowling pen. So, <laughs> you're so complimentary. It's from money. <laughs> you can tell he's from money. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, no, you're wonderful. Oh, no, you're not tubby. Oh, you're lovely. I'm tubby. Oh, it's wonderful. Your, your accents are just talented. thoroughly entertaining. Where do you find the hats that <laughs> fit you? Um, we've had two have a word submissions. Um, so well, we've had loads, but you've picked two. Yeah, I've I've picked two. So, hello, lids. Can you have a word with my sister? She's threw her dummy out the pram because she's got a new girlfriend and has been with her for six months or so. Now, her birthday's just been, and I've got no pictures of my sister with her new girlfriend. So I took an old picture from my sister's wedding of her and her ex-wife and photoshopped the new girlfriend's face on her ex-wife's face. Oh, fuck. They've now both deleted me off Facebook and are having a sulk about it. Tell her to grow up and take a joke. Cheers, lids. So, um, Hal, do you think that this lad (laughs) who... Do you understand what he did? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think what he did should be taken as a joke? Do you think it should be fine? Or do you think maybe his sister's got a point? Like, for what? example... What's he implying? Touchy lesbians? Bloody hell, they're so touchy! <laughs> <laughs> they, they, well, they, but they're usually not. They're usually quite solid, tough people. Uh, but I'm... <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, got ex- I got excited. <laughs> I got excited by the political incorrectness of this podcast. Um, no, they're not. They're love- I'm, I'm, I actually... Say can I say about the fucking lesbians, mate. They're quite robust. I, I, I love lesbians. I really... I Seek a fucking um, joke. No, but I've I've always sorry. That's huge stereotype. <laughs> of course it is. How? But I used we to, trade on huge no, stereotypes. But I, I I used to go down quite well with lesbians. In, Did you? No, but not in that way. But um, <laughs> that just there was a gay club in London that Simon. Do you remember Simon Happily? 
No. Happily yours. <laughs> I'm Simon. Happily, I'm happily yours. Um, he looks like just Jack out of, um, you know, yeah, yeah. Jack, out of that thingy, Will and Grace. Will and Grace. And um, he, so he used to run this gig at Bar Comedy Camp, and I would always be billed as the campest straight man in London. Okay. And I'd walk out on stage and go, uh, and uh, every time I literally would go, I'm not that camp, am I? And a whole room of gay and lesbian people would go, yes, you are. But I always did well with lesbian. I just, I think they just think I'm as, you know, I, I'm not as big a tis as I actually I, am. I honestly think <laughs> if your comedy goes down well with gay people and lesbians and mm. people that, from ethnic minorities, it's because your comedy's not fucking horrible and exactly. douchey. Exactly. It shows you're failing on a certain level. <laughs> I really, I, I, love, I love it. In Man- Manchester's got a huge gay population, and I love it when you play to like gay couples at the front, or yeah. there's a. Uh, it's great, and you're like, oh yeah, this works. This My comedy works because, you know. No one's victimised in my comedy, like... Also, like, just to do a positive stereotype, from my experience, people from the LGBT community have got such a strong sense of humour that they tend not to get very offended by anything, even humour at their expense. Like, I've told this story before, I think, but I've got a routine which fucking every single one of our listeners is probably sick of me talking about. The Victoria's Secret routine, which is about them... I've Victor- never heard of it. ...saying that th- they'd never have a fat or a transgender model, and I did it, and there was a woman with blue hair, middle-class white woman at the mm. store in London who was like, this is so offensive, it's really transphobic. Yeah. And a trans woman shouted, well, I'm trans, and I think you're a fucking idiot, shut up. And the- I've got that footage, and it just... Because of the-, the zoom on the camera, it's just not quite worth putting out, so it's why I put a different version out, but... Yeah, it's the Karens, well, it's, isn't it? It's all the fucking wa- like wallflowers. Yeah. But that's always the problem with, with being offensive. It's usually other people. Mm. I remember doing a gig in um, Cheltenham on my tour, and I said, uh, I-, I said, this is a very white room. And as I said it, I saw a black woman. And being really... Being, yeah, I went, oh, a black woman. Which <laughs> 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 is really... And I promise you, and she looked back up at me, and I went, and I honestly said, uh, is it tough being black in Cheltenham? And she, her timing was beautiful. She just went, it is now. <laughs> I was like, hey! She, that was class. That was absolutely... Yeah. But, but you it's do, but... That, decision. But it's just the comedian mind yeah. working, isn't it, when you're like, oh, it's very white. Oh, it's not very white. And then you've, oh, my God. But, but it is that thing of people... When you're, when you're joking or pointing something out, other people, are tr- they're sort of trying to hide their own phobias or their own, their own bigotry by being yeah, yeah. all very it's like when my grandparents would meet if I, I remember I remember a black friend coming to my house at a Christmas party and my grandparents were like oh hello lovely to meet you oh how lovely they were so excited because they're actually really quite racist and they really thought I'm meeting a black person <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and, and I think that, that there is that thing isn't there? and you can see that in certain certain country areas certain parts of the country where there's there's not many different races everybody's more tense and wanting to be nicer because they know I like subtle homophobia watching yeah. subtle homophobia so now when people are like oh my god I'm gay <laughs> now genuinely the, the, as a nation we're so used to like the entertainment sector feeding mm. us that's what a gay man looks like people yeah. are like yeah I, I like gays you know and you're like in the, in the small village right like, yeah we're fine with gays but they don't like it when someone's like hi yeah I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. my name's Dave and this is my husband Rich and they're like huh yeah <laughs> Gay? You're not a gay. Alan Carr's a gay. <laughs> what kind of fucking gay are you? He's called fucking rich. Don't seem very gay to me. Like that's a new la- layer yeah. of homophobia to deal with. When you're like, well, if you're not gonna fucking flounce around, I mean, you're not even yeah. earning my respect. Very yeah. True. Uh, don't stick fucking Sorry. Photoshop pictures on anyone's face. So if I'm like, torn, like for though. your and Laura's anniversary, 
if I got a moon card, moon pig card printed, and it was you and Laura, but I replaced, I, I used, I, I did some digging, found Laura and her ex-boyfriend, and just put your face on him. Would that bother you, Derek? We call him Derek. He comes up. He was a bell end. Was he really but, called Derek? No, he wasn't. Oh, but it's like the little thing name we've got for him. What was his real name? He was such a rat, mate. Like a long. And Laura looks back and goes, "I can't believe I was with this fucking bell end for so long." But he has really made my life easier because every time I'm not just a massive horrible cunt, she's like, "Well, you're doing all right." That is true. <laughs> you're doing oh, all right. That's yeah, great I'm. Te- I, I I use. But that. yeah, I don't think it'd go well. Just. <laughs> Just with present but ideas. It, with Christmas coming up. Would it piss you off, though? No. Uh, no. When you got your ball out before, <laughs> when we were doing promo, vi- I was trying to record an advert. He got his testicle out and flicked it at me. That, ne- I nearly lost my temper. But with that photoshopping, yeah. I'd, uh, I, no, I do think there is a problem. <laughs> I don't want to cause extra problems for the sister. There's a, if she's sensitive about that, there's a problem in her current relationship. That's what I reckon. If you're that said, I think it's a major. I think it's, you know, I say that as you know. Yeah, I, maybe she's I still in love with an ex. I, I, yes, I don't think this is an isolated incident. No. I think this guy has photoshopped a picture. Gone. I'm doing a joke. I'll love have a word. I'm yeah. fucking. I'll write in and tell them. I don't think this is the first uh, instance of bellendery that he's oh. fucking. Yeah. So I, I think th- it so might just be fed up with him. I yeah. mean, he's one of ours. You can tell he's one of ours. <laughs> And I love him, but I don't think this is like, what have I ever done before? I think if the sister wrote in, <laughs> we'd have an itemised list of yeah. fuck wittery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good oh. one, though. Sorry, Lid, we're not on your side on this one, but... Uh, I am. I think what you did was funny. Cut Adam, course Adder is. Well, yeah, I'm up for any joke, do you know what I mean? She needs to fucking wise up, doesn't she? Yeah. She just needs to chill out. No, no one likes a fucking uptight lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Be sound! I want a sound lesbian. <gasps> <laughs> That's the end of the trailer there. Yep. Um, oh, <laughs> I've laughed a lot today. Like my rib cage is hurting, yeah. All right, Lids, please settle a currently fam a currently fam- family what's argument. It, what's Lids? Lids is like scouse for lads. Oh. It's like, it's like Was that just boys. deliberately to be different? Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, just say lads. Sorry. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I well, that's not going to go down well on Twitter, that mate. kind of affected. Oh, like, no. oh we're oh. different here. How does not mind pissing off scousers? Have you been to Newcastle <laughs> upon time? <laughs> What's this voice you're doing? <laughs> How way the lads silly talk properly. My goodness me. Didn't you do a routine in Liverpool about how... You should net like you can't get your head around anyone picking evidence. It's, it's not even a routine. Oh, it's not mate. even a ru- sorry, but it's not even a routine because it's just. I still, do, I genuinely feel it. I feel if you're from Liverpool and you have a choice, there's. And I know you're an Everton fan, aren't you? I don't know. I don't know why you support Everton, particularly my, the, the the charisma, the, the the strip of Liverpool. The, I, mean, I don't know enough about football, I must admit. But they always seem to have all the charismatic great players from the past. They've got the great history. That yeah. when I was, I was, yeah, I'm yeah, old yeah. enough to remember the set late seventies and turning on TV, blues. Liverpool are in a final and they yeah. just always win it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you just yeah. go and you just yeah. and we Everton just. A ball, but, happened. but the line is born, not manufactured. So what you said oh. then was. If you've got the choice, Everton fans don't have the choice. You're well, born I into you a family. Do have the choice. Isn't no, this, no, no. Isn't there no. some people that are born on the ground? So, they were born into it. They the were dragged so into it. I, I, this is sorry. This is so. Hello, I'm, you're all the north to me. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but the grounds are really near each yeah, other. Yeah, so it's family based. I love how my granddad oh. was an Everton fan, so I'm an Everton fan. It's just the way it is. Oh, I don't is, get to choose. But you know, you know, Chris Cairns. Isn't yeah. he? 
Liverpool is wife's um, Everton or is the other way around I know he's a Liverpool yeah. fan yeah, so yeah. Yeah. that's allowed I've been born in Oh right! Like my granddad's an Everton fan. I don't get a choice. All oh, right. So you're, but so you're, so but you're angry, really, because you're stuck. You're stuck with the unfashionable. I'm an Everton. Top of the league. I'm top of the league. See, right I think is I'm not even watching football at the moment. It's I true. love your but approach to it. Like, why would you not just pick? They've got a bigger stand and they've got they better do, facilities. They do, they really and, oh, no, red for, is, is no, red's my colour. Like, it brings my it's skin out. It's It's Emlyn Hughes. I mean, it's that old. You know, going back and even you know, it's it. I don't know. I, f- I just find the te- the Liverpool yeah, team. Is- in the eighties, we were a big team. Well, how few many years have you seen? Like, oh. you know, normally, yeah, but- you know, we we get emails about this sultry voice and it's fucking gone. And it's gone from <laughs> yeah, I'm Carl South Liverpool Ringo Starr Thomas the Wank Engine. He's getting angry, and now he? he's like, hey. <laughs> Listen up everyone It's me Usually Carolina. he's like Usually like Save it for the pod Now he's like Do you want to shut the fuck up yeah. <laughs> also, It's born not manufactured Look at his fucking right, language right, What right, you said day. then was like If you got the choice You don't get the choice Okay Okay It's just You are a, you are a red You are a blue The ones who do choose They can fuck off They're the worst They're not proper oh, fans I'm, Actually right. today I'm a Liverpool fan How angry is Yeah You're in the mood Alright <laughs> You'd really enjoy it today no, but think I did a similar thing. I did. I mean, I'm, I've never been a proper football fan because my, my dad used to like, take me to rugby a lot. But I did used to go occasionally. I, where I grew up in London, my nearest team is Brentford, and I'm a QPR fan because they're a little bit down the road, Shepherd's Bush, and they, I'm not even a proper QPR fan. I now live in North London, and somebody took me to Spurs quite a few times. And I quite like Spurs, so I'm <laughs> pathetic in that way. I just I like a good game of football and QPR. As I was saying, QPR are like me. They've had a lot of money put into them. They have never really produced and um and, and i just uh, you know i just think that so i've done the same thing I, I was a qpr fan because in 1975 when i was five years old first game i went to my dad took me beat everton five nil and went top of the old first division and that season 75 76 sorry this is just boring they came second only to liverpool so it was like my so I, it's because i'm so old my my school was literally qpr or liverpool like the way See, people Carl talks a good game But in 2005 When Liverpool won the Champions League He did go to the parades I To did, celebrate yeah. Oh you did? Of course I did It was my city My brother's Liverpool ah. fan oh. <laughs> oh your brother is? Yeah, we've got, we've got he, different He'd love oh, it he didn't know yeah. that So he's, he's a Liverpool fan he, he said like Come along It's history for the city And I was like Yeah of course I was only yeah, a kid Yeah soldier no. down the fucking I was only there, a kid your closet red How much actual, how much actual f- violence Sorry I'm t- You're trying to finish this show No but it's fine How much violence Is there between Liverpool Everton fans There isn't a lot is there It's not no, a lot of violence But like People say it's the friendly derby. It's got a bit eggy recently, hasn't it? Last ten years. Not even, it's not. It's not that. It is friendly because scousers can take the piss out of each other and not make it real. Yeah. So I can take the piss out of him, and there's someone else watching. It's like fucking hell. But it is friendly. It's me taking the piss, and then I'm not asked. It's not yeah. religious. But then and, and, there's, a- and there's and there's households, there's families with reds and blues, isn't there? Yeah. yeah so it's not split. Yeah. So yeah, they used to. It used to be the only derby that wasn't segregated. Yeah, but that's changed now, though, hasn't it? No, not really. Well, obviously, nothing. You still see, like, to, if there was so Liverpool play Everton tomorrow, mm. and if uh, if fans were allowed in, and let's just say right now it's fucking ridiculous that they're not at the minute, mm. um, you you would see a couple of red. Is it at Goodison tomorrow? Goodison tomorrow. Yeah. So you would see a couple. You wouldn't see them in the Gladys Street end, which no, is it, saw it one. used to be <laughs> non no away end, didn't it? Yeah. Well, it was like, the only league fixture. That didn't have an away end and home. That's before our time. That, like, that's long before. Oh, our time. oh sorry. So I is, thought it was non-segregated. But when I, I had a season ticket in the Gladys Street, which is like our main, that's like where like the the, the fans sit, like the real fans. And I was at the Derby Fair once. Cop. At the Derby once, and he was a he was a Liverpool fan, and uh, their coach scored the penalty, and he celebrated. And the, before before the Blues could get to him, the steward came over and went, "Lad, just get up, just for your own safety, just leave." 
because you're gonna yeah. get fucking you're gonna get your leg punched. Yeah, all right. Maybe I'm making it up. I was like, in my head, the the Liverpool derby ten years ago was like, we are the world, <laughs> <laughs> we are the people. With and Adam's there going, fucking dear, cold, look stand, a sexy yeah. bastard. You know, all the, like the sanitized stands, yeah, yeah. But in the fucking real fans, no. Yeah. Do you know, I, the last football match I went to, because I'd literally go with friends and go, I've got a spare ticket last minute. And I, so I've been a lot to Spurs. Then I fell out with that friend and then I had an Arsenal friend. And we're just near where I live. The last, <laughs> last game I went to. No, I'm terrible. Really, I know. I really me, am the, oh, I do love I bleed it. bleed free tickets. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really the worst kind of, oh, football, it's so interesting. Because my, my psycho thing is rugby. I'm a big Saracens fan and everybody hates us. We are like, man, you know, we've broken the rules of salary cap. We're all fucked. Anyway, but I love, I, I'm really into that. And, and the last game I went to was Arsenal Spurs. And I, being a rugby fan, so enjoyed it. Not just because I was with Arsenal people and secret Spurs won 2 0. It was a couple of years ago. Um, and I and I secretly prefer them, but the, there was some really good fighting. Proper fighting broke out in the ground. There were police Al, there. Al's like not even facing no, but, the bitch. Like, no, I know this sounds really that. terrible. But we were in a little box, okay? Because this <laughs> friend of mine's a bit loaded, and they were. And I just, I you miss that at rugby. Rugby, there's kind of bitchiness, but that abuse and the hating each other and throwing stuff and I know it's terrible football but it is entertaining to watch it's <laughs> entertaining to see oh my god he's you know and, and the abuse of players and I go I, I hate it at rugby I get so angry if people behave like that football no, I sit fo- there and go, it's part of it it's great I went to Arsenal <laughs> when Rob Beckett Rob Be- I got Rob Beckett's season ticket for the match it was Arsenal Fulham about five years ago Chris Martin, com- comedian Chris Martin, took me down. He was like Beckett. I didn't think you were going with the lead singer to yeah. Coldplay. So he was in. He was in Australia, and he was like, "Look, you can have the ticket." I was like, "Brilliant!" Mm. It was Fulham, and we were near the away like corner. And in my head, I was like, "Well, Fulham are like, yeah, we're in London, but we're kind of all right." It's just de- Fulham to me is just dead middle class, not really proper. I was like, Arsenal be like, yeah, it's the Fulham fans, but it's just a little local derby. Yeah. And when it started getting eggy, I was like, "Oh, you're like it's fucking edgy. Yeah. Football everywhere is edgy. You're like you think Arsenal Tottenham's going to be proper rivalry? Yeah. The Fulham fans, I was like, what are you angry about? They were yeah. fucking fuming. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, so there's no Chibata. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know you're Fulham, don't you? I fucking murder you. But wouldn't you, and then I, get an Uber? I would. I would love to go to an old firm game in Glasgow, wouldn't you? I, I you would mean? love to go with Thank you. To an old firm yes. game because I would, I, you know, when you're like, oh god, I'm English at the old firm. If I was stood next to you, <laughs> I'd be less in less danger. It's true, it's true. The fuck is this, by the way? Like, oh my god, it's amazing. Like when I did, I, I did, I did the Hit him again. Go on, it's so much fun to watch. Anyway, <laughs> I did the Belfast Empire once, the the comedy club in Belfast, mm. and like notoriously, it's harder for English acts there, mm. and they normally at a maximum have one English act on the bill. But there was two, so it was me and I won't name the comic, but someone from down south, right. and they opened and I was closing. And when they, they fucking English bastards, get off our fucking stage, horrendous set. And then when I walked on, they'd sort of got over that because yeah. they were like, not quite as bad. Sort of got a bit of the Celtic. Well, in there's only one we- left. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be. We can't but be I mean to this that. one I'm, as, I'm as well. Ruder. That's the thing. Is that the the best thing is to be ruder. Yeah. So I find I love doing a gig in Belfast because I I've got a way in with my wife being Northern Irish, so I've got all those Northern Irish jokes. But I do that thing of going, oh, I'm my wife is Northern Irish, so I so I do oh. I do come here a lot more than I'd really like to. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just that will scrabble. Be rude. Jo- oh, I'm, I've just it's li- rem- reminded oh. me of some of your old stuff, fucking great stuff when I yeah, first saw marching you marching around the house. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, um, um, 
Um, is that a pod, Adam? I think it is a pod. Oh, You've right, got a you. podcast starting soon, I believe. Is that not like yeah, today? It, but <laughs> the thing is, it's not even got a title. But okay. just, it's got. It's hopefully is starting very soon. It's me and uh, Dan Skinner. You know. Um, yeah. Angelos Epithamiu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was sorry, I'm terrible because he's a lot more than that. He, yeah. he, he, he I love That's that character. That's his no, well-known yeah. character. Yeah, and it's, it is us talking about rugby, and it's just everything about rugby, and where's it's going to happen. But you ain't the title of it, so just look out. For, just put Hal Cruttenden. What is your Skinner. social media? Are they all just at Hal Cruttenden? Yeah, at Hal Cruttenden. Instagram, which I don't do enough, at H Cruttenden or is H Cruttenden? Okay, and I can't get a blue tick because someone's taken Hal Cruttenden or. Have you no. got a blue tick on Instagram? I have, yeah. How did you... Do- Sorry. I had he a, knows social, people. I had knows a social people. media manager get in touch and she oh. did that for me because... Uh, <laughs> I just tried to do it and they went, no. And I'm going, but it's because someone else has taken Hal Cruttenden. Anyway. Yeah. I think you should tell the... Uh, when I you're at the old of- firm, I think you should tell the... Gla- the- <laughs> The Glaswegian you know fucking crowd about this guy. I know you hate each other, Rangers and Celtic, but I haven't got a blue tick. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine though, if the chant starts, give Hal a blue tick. <laughs> give Hal a blue tick. I always go Belfast if I go. Sorry, but I literally, sorry, old for my brother-in-law, who is from Derry and is a uh, hardcore uh, Rangers fan and a bit Orange Order, and, uh, and he'd be a sweet man, but he's yeah. Is he from London, he, Derry? Well, he says London. He gets angry yeah, when I say Derry, but I, I'm, I, I, yeah. I'm in Runcorn. I can say whatever I want here. I'm safe. <laughs> um, but, I, but, but he did, and he does does sometimes still go to match. So he probably, I pr- he could probably get me in with a whole load of hard wee prod fucking. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're vlogging so, that. Yeah, it would be great. I should record it, shouldn't I? I should yeah, get on yeah. that. Anyway. We'll put it on our Patreon page. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give it a follow. Give Hal a follow and he's got a rugby podcast coming up. Yes. Man, it's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, please go and follow Hal Cruttenden on all social media. He's got a lot of live the Apollo, McIntyre's Roadshow, sorts of things on YouTube. Yeah. If you've got one, go and check his stand-up out. He's on television all the time. If you love this podcast and you want more, go to patreon.com slash haveawaredpod. You get an extra episode every week. You get 24 to 48 hours early access to all these public episodes, discounts on merch, all that sort of <laughs> Shit. Discount on guns. Discount on guns. <laughs> and if you need, need a speedboat in six hours, I'm your fucking nan. I'll, uh, I'm your nan. Did you just say I'm your yeah. nan? I'm your nan. That's my new phrase. I'm not going to say I'm your man anymore. I'm your nan. She's a late dirty bitch. <laughs> we figured out Dan's nan. Oh, no. We're <laughs> no. Cha. Throughout her whole life, I'm sat on almost 190 miles Cha. of cock. Like accumulatively. Anyway, thanks for watching, guys. Thanks, Hal. We'll see you soon. (laughs) Nice to see you guys. Upset me, nasty me. Bye, Felicia. (laughs) Cha!